they're they're doing all this stuff that you know they've got they've got optics like the Trigicon ACOG because they don't want anything that uses batteries because they're afraid of electromagnetic pulses. They you know they have some <laughs> some shit tier like you know Seaburn gear or some shit like that, and then they they get and then you talk to them and you're like, okay, man, but the check engine light on your car is on. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the A Better Way to A podcast with Jordan and Andrew. Uh, Today, this week, we are here with Matt from Nylon Theory. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Hey, thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, This is kind of a first for me because uh, not only have I never been on the podcast before, I've also never listened to a podcast before. So, (laughs) you never listened to a podcast? I'm serious. What is a podcast? What, no, yeah, cool. no, Siri. what is a what is a podcast what a wonderful way to live what a yeah. what a beautiful state of being to just never have been exposed to a podcast i, I, mean, I want that kind of ignorance it no i mean it's not it's not ignorant no 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 i don't mean it that way i don't mean it that way i just mean i, I just Christ mean like andrew he's our guest <laughs> no i don't mean it in a negative way <laughs> just like you know like like innocence right like yeah no it i mean it's kind of like my it's kind of like my relationship with uh tequila right where it's like i know it exists i know a lot of people like it <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I avoid it for a reason um <laughs> no so but so uh but but no please uh, don't listen to me um listen to the, the podcast obviously um but no, but no. <laughs> in any case you are any... the podcast now <laughs> oh no oh god we we all we all become what we hate the most That's um, right. <laughs> oh man well, so okay so so nylon theory relatively new uh, at least to me, um, it's relatively new. It started it is like a, a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. Good. I always hate. I always hate to embarrass myself. Be like, oh, this brand new thing. It's like, oh, I've been doing it for like three years. Been doing it for a decade. No, no. I started it early this year, probably like January or like yeah, probably yeah, then. something like that. Ah, so I got mm-hmm. in on the ground floor. I got in. Ready yeah, you to did. Get you it. did. Um, yeah. How would you decide that you wanted to get started with that? Because you came like hot out of the gate. I mean, there was, I, I had talked to you about gear before in our DMs and whatnot, but you came out with these gear reviews. Like, the gear in 90 seconds clips are fucking awesome because- Chef's kiss. N- that is like, Dude. nobody has time to watch a 15-minute YouTube. This is the whole reason- Oh my God, it's so fucking annoying. I have annoying. to scramble to watch YouTube videos <laughs> for some guests that we have on. Like, people like uh, Carl and, and Russell, I've watched videos before, but yeah. you know, yeah, I don't a, have yeah. 30 minutes to- watch a well, YouTube look, video. So these 90 second gear review clips are fucking awesome. So thank you for that. So where'd that me, come from? So for me, um, the, the big thing was, uh, my previous full-time job, uh, was working for task and purpose, um, as a gear columnist. Uh, that's what I did that. Like, that's all I did. Um, like, prior like writing, to writing, not, not writing. Yeah. Writing. And I, I did, I did like one or two videos for them. I did some video interviews with some people at SHOT Show, stuff like that. Um, you know, it was pretty simple stuff. It was like, um, like I, I, um, I had done a few of those videos. The problem with those videos was that, um, there was really no official support, um, because, you know, task and purpose, they have a separate video department. Um, the, the guy who does the YouTube videos, that's totally different. That was not something I was involved in at all. Um, and so, uh, 
task and purpose after you know after doing that for a year and change either part-time or full-time they closed down their gear column right because of just like restructuring of the magazine um and i was kind of like sitting on not only like a ton of gear um but like recording equipment photo equipment stuff like that and i was like well i still like gear obviously because i got that job because i wanted to do it because i liked it it wasn't like something i had to do or i was forced into it's been a hobby of mine since like 2014 um the thing is so i was like okay how do i do this and what do i do differently and the gear in 90 seconds thing was actually <laughs> it was something born of like almost like pure laziness because i started off and i had a bunch of video scripts and i still have those scripts for long form videos about certain pieces of gear and, you know, it's like 10 minute long videos designed to go on YouTube. And I still haven't really sat down and filmed them all the way because it takes a lot of time. And I'm working in addition to this, you know, the nylon theory thing. I work three jobs. So um, it it's it's tough. It is. It is tough. So it's a lot of fucking um, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, cost of living and economy and other excuses. But um, no. But so that I mean, that's how I got started. Um you know, prior to me enlisting in the Marine Reserves, I worked at a gear store at an FFL that also sold like military surplus stuff. And then before that, you know, like when I was in college, um, I would go like play airsoft with some friends and stuff like that. And a lot of them were like those really turbo nerdy people who were like getting anal retentive about the stitch count of certain plate carriers and how they were authentic for this year, but not this year. And it was like 330 D versus 500 D uh, cry stuff. And so, you know, it, un it opened my eyes a bit to seeing like, okay, there's a whole world of this. There's a whole world of like just weird gear out there. Um, so going into, you know, working in retail, writing about gear and being in the military, albeit part-time, with that foundation, it kind of led to me having a a different approach to not only, like, gear in general, but my gear. So, you know, Nylon Theory, Gear 90 Seconds, I, I view it as a way to share my hobby with people. Um, and I really am adamant about, like, the whole, like, no sponsorship stuff. I think that that's the biggest problem that I see with a lot of gear review people or gear pages is that for a lot of them, it's like a lot of them are bought and paid for um, yeah. or at the, or at the very least they're being fed products by companies and they really don't know a whole lot about the product or about the category of the product. And so they end up shooting their mouth off and saying some dumb stuff. And I want to avoid that. So there's a reason why with nylon theory, I very rarely speak about firearms or firearm accessories it's not that i don't know anything about guns it's that i don't know a whole lot about guns compared to guys who that's their whole thing they're like competitive shooters or they're like people who work as gunsmiths or something like that like i'm, I'm never going to ha know more about the ar-15 than some than the guy from like the school of the american rifleman or something like that you yeah, know I hear you. so yeah. so that's i mean that's and then the gear 90 seconds thing that was inspired by a conversation that i had with um one of my coworkers when I was working with task and purpose where we were talking about how, like, how do we make video content? And I kept telling them they really need to push into like TikTok and stuff like that. They need to push into oh, yeah. Instagram reels. They need to do these quick, easily digestible gear videos because one, you got to draw people into these articles. You got to draw people into the articles and 
they're going to make that decision in 90 seconds. Do they want to, do they want to read that article? Are they, are, do, would you like to know more and all that stuff? Right. Um, and so the 90 seconds thing was like, one of the things that I heard from one of the Marines that I work with was like, he's like, listen, none of us have the attention span for like these 5,000 word articles, man. Like just, <laughs> just, just make a nine, just make a Wait, 90 seconds. You're saying thing. Marines have low attention spans? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that's, I think it's more of an indictment of, uh, you know, <laughs> it like, it's a more of an indictment. Like they, they're making a joke about like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts and all that stuff. But, sure. um, you know, so, but that's, that's kind of like where I'm going with that. Um, I want to get into long form stuff. It's just going to be difficult to tackle without really like having a team to work with. Cause like, it's just, yeah, me. for sure. It's, it's, it's just yeah. me. Like initially, initially I had a few friends who were like, we'll help you with this. We'll help you with photographs. We'll help you with testing out gear. And then they all kind of were like, psych, nah, this is actually kind of a, <laughs> this is kind of a big commitment. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's just me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's, uh, I hope I answered that question. Yeah. A little bit of, ra- bit yeah, a, little bit of a rambling yeah. answer. Oh, you're allowed to ramble. Please ramble. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah you know who I never do- rambles? This guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple of questions based off of that. One. What's up? At Task and Purpose, did you ever meet mm-hmm. Chris Cappy? In person? Oh, yeah. No. No, no was, oh, Okay. I was going to ask no. if he's a nice guy. Um, we, we interacted a few times. We had some emails. We had some messages over Slack, but that's really it. Okay. I'm just saying yeah. he seems chill. And yeah. Andrew just fangirling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> Too, uh, okay. So you said something about weird gear. I want you to clarify what you mean by weird gear that you saw uh, when you started, you know, at the at, at that stage of of your of your evolution. Well, what I, I mean, so like you have to understand when I was coming in at the ground floor, um, I didn't know anything about it. Like, so go circle back to like 2014, right? I didn't know anything about gear. I, I like I knew nothing. I I to me any kind of camouflage uniform was a BDU. Any cut like you know body armor like tactical vest i was using all of like the the terms that people who don't know anything about gear use right so i didn't know what a plate carrier was i didn't know what a chest rig was i didn't know what like powered hearing protection was i didn't know anything about the weapons i didn't know anything about like why any of this matters and so when i first got into it i think because at the, like 2014 that was like like kind of like the height of like the post Osama bin Laden got shot like Navy SEAL mania. Like, oh my god, I remember that. Airsofters dressing up as members of Naval Special Warfare Development Group was like this huge phenomenon when I was first getting into airsoft um, as as a as a kid, and um. Everybody wanted to be the guy that shot bin Laden. That that was just like so fucking well, and you know the the big the big thing driving that was the like. The, the photos that came out, right? The photos that came out, the videos, all of a sudden everyone was like, who the, who the, like, cause, cause obviously that was a very publicized mission. And so all of a sudden a lot of people were like, okay, we got to learn more about, you know, Naval Special Warfare Development Group. Everybody started saying, throwing around SEAL Team 6 as like a thing that they were talking about. Um, and their weapons, you know, their weapons, their gear became such a topic of conversation. You know, a big part of that was, the fact that a lot of the gear that they used was made specifically for them. Like you couldn't get it yeah. anywhere else. Um, so for instance, one of the big pieces of like, um, 
one of the big pieces of equipment that was very distinctive was the was their use of the AOR1 camouflage pattern, which looks like um a slightly different hue, uh, like mar mar like pat right? desert. Yeah, it's very, it's it's similar in appearance. It's fundamentally different in composition. It's like dyed through like a four layer process. Um, it has better performance in different spectrums of vision. It's a lot to go into. Uh, so is it like right mar pat with a hipster filter on it? No, it's more. It's more like it's more like um, artisan free range marpat desert. Fair. Let's just put it that way, right? Um, Organic, so, no antibiotics. But so, but so, all of a sudden, like you saw, like you know, you saw popping up on eBay, um, you know, AOR pants, right? Um, and they were going for like four thousand dollars. A pair pr- for a pair of pants Fuck. for a pair of Holy for a shit. pair of used pants that some seal had sweat through. Gooch was in there. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> unwashed. Um, like I mean, and, and the, the prices when that like back then the prices were insane. But it made me aware of the fact that there's like this whole world of very strange gear. You know, stuff like panoramic night vision goggles. Um, you know, various like plate carriers and things like that um the specific helmets that they used the weapons i mean everybody wanted to have an hk416 um and so when i kind of got into you know guns and airsoft and stuff like that with the people i was talking to it was very much from that really like hyper nerdy perspective where these people are like well see this is an hk416d first gen and this one is the HK four sixteen A five that came out later, and this is you know this is the difference between an Elcan and an Elcan Spectre, and you know, and I'm learning this, and I'm just like, okay, I don't even know, I don't even know what the HK four sixteen is different from like a regular AR fifteen, right? Um, and so it was a very interesting world to get into. Um, but it was it was when I started seeing things like like one of the um. One of the things I, I did a post post this last week is I went down to Virginia Beach and I went to talk to um, the people at SNS Precision, right? Um, and they were they were wonderful, wonderful hosts, um, very, very uh, accommodating, and um, they make some very weird gear. They make very strange gear, um, and that's one of the ones that everyone kind of points to. It's like if you know, you know. Like they make a plastic plate carrier. They wow. make a plate carrier that's made out of Bolteron, a type of Kydex. Um, what's and, their... Sorry, continue. Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, what, you're, you're, what's the purpose of that? Like, why is that... So a... the, I, the idea of making a plate carrier entirely out of things like Bolteron, hydrophobic laminate, closed cell foam, plastic, other stuff like that, is so that you don't actually have any fabric on your plate carrier. Um, the idea being if you're wearing it over, say, a wetsuit or a dry suit oh, yeah. or something like that, or you're, you know, in if you're in a VBSS environment trying to board ships and, you know, um, do that kind of stuff, you wear one of those so that the, the splash from the waves or whatever doesn't soak your carrier and weigh you down because wet fabric weighs so much. Um, when you contrast that to a lot of the plate carriers that... Um, you know, most of the military get issued. They're made out of very heavy fabric known as 1000 Denier Cordura, which is like basically like it's very, very, very thick, sturdy nylon that's hard to break. Um, 
But the thing about that. I just realized that, I've been saying denier wrong for a I was a very just going to say, time. is that a French word? I've been calling it denier. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Most people just say 1000D, anyways. I'm probably, I'm probably, I'm probably fucking it up. Who knows? Um, no, I'm going to so, start saying it like that. But, um,. But the thing about that is that, like, that fabric, as durable as it is, uh, when it gets wet, it gets incredibly heavy. Um, and that, it's not just in a maritime environment. That's like, you know, if your, pack, if, if your pack gets rained on, right? So these, like, these high-tech materials that you see them using, like laser-cut ultra-comp webbing, um, you know, they're using, like, four-way stretch, mater four stretch material, they're using... Stuff like Bolteron, Kydex, um, and uh, what am I? Okay, Tegris and like other thermoplastics. So with SNS, they made that with the plate frame, and then the because the original plate frame when it came out in 2013 was literally made of like molded plastic. It was molded to the individual plate. So like, if you needed a plate that they didn't make a plate frame for, you had to send the plate to them, and they would make the mold of it. Wow, and they would like. They would like they would they would like they would like heat form the frame the actual plastic frame to the plate and then you would be able to use it now and a lot of what those plates were designed for was like buoyancy neutral plates like they're so light that they float um, and those exist those do exist um, they're just very I just expensive saw like dollar signs flash in front of my eyes oh, oh yeah, no really? I mean, and well that's and that's the big thing about SNS and that's part of why it has that like brand cachet with a lot of people is that up until very recently like almost everything they made was incredibly expensive. Um, so like, that's a great example of weird gear because when that thing came out, everyone was like looking at it and they were just like, they were just completely shocked. They were like, what the fuck is that? Because up at that, at the point you got to understand like the environment it came out in at the time, you know, the high tech plate carriers in like 2013 were like, you know, the cry JPC. Um, I think the, the CPC or the AVS, I think it came out either that year or the next year. I, I don't quote me on that. That's not, that's not, I'm just going off of like my top of my head, but all those plate carriers, they were using Velcro for fastening. They were, um, and they're made out of fabric, usually 1,500, some other type of, uh, Cordura. And like the idea of like laser cut ultra comp webbing and laminate plate carriers, that was not really as big a thing at that time. It's not as huge as you see it now today where like every, every company is doing it. So when that plate frame came out, it was like, that was the example, like weird gear. And that was like this, this, this mindset that like seeing that, um, when I was first getting into it, like 2014, 2015, and like seeing things like the plate frame, I was like, holy crap, there's a whole world out there. There's a whole world out there. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from one of my friends was like, there's a reason why this gear gets made. There's a reason why this stuff gets made. And even if you don't understand it, it's because ideally if it's successful, there's someone out there who was like, hey, you know what we need? We need a plate carrier made out of plastic because there's some dude hopping out of like the water somewhere and blasting some dude in the head with like a suppressed MP5. Or <laughs> yeah. Like that, like that's who that's for. Um, and I, I feel like yeah. I've seen though on, you know, and, and you've talked about this before that just because this like high end expensive stuff exists, does that mean that it's like the goal for everybody or, or, or even really most people, uh, you know, in general, like, like oh. civilians that are just like looking for defensive gear. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, oh Jesus. That, I mean, absolutely not. Um, in fact, in many cases, you're getting a product that's going to be actively worse. Um, because 
you're adding so many features, you're putting so much stuff on the plate, no pun intended, that you're pushing stuff off. Um, so for instance, and, and, I, and I said this in my post the other day that actually kind of got the SNS people pretty upset at me, which is why, why they invited, which is why they invited me to their factory to talk about that, to talk about that. It was mostly like a, like a goodwill thing, like, hey, we're not mad at each other, it's good. Um, and they were, they were awesome, and I, I know a lot of those guys. But, um, but, we, but I had said, like, the plate frame modular, it's not going to do a whole lot more for most people than going out and getting just, like, a CryJPC or SPC or, you know, a, a more common plate carrier. Because, one, um, it's, a lot, it's like a lot more expensive. Like, even with the price reduction, they're still, like, $700, $800, and that's before you add the pouches and shit. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it, there's so much stuff that goes into it. And then yeah. on top of that, um, there's like, like to, to actually start adding the stuff you want on there, you have a host of like these proprietary attachments that only work with that system. So if someone wants to go and get that, they're shooting themselves in the foot really, because you're buying into this entire ecosystem. Uh, another great example that I made was a belt that I actually have, which is the um, Pale Horse Concepts Mark III belt. Um, and it's load rated. The idea being that if you're like hanging out of a helicopter, you know, doing some cool guy stuff, uh, you know, climbing mountains, repelling, whatever, you can use your belt as an emergency repel seat to make like a Swiss seat or whatever, right? And uh, so it has like a load rated Cobra buckle and a D-ring and the, and the actual load rated belt runs through your belt loops provided that your pants are actually themselves designed for that. Yeah, right, I was going right. to say, I don't think my you, you Levi's... Need, you need, you, you need, need the you layers need of... The reinforced, you need the reinforced belt loop, you need the elastic portion of your... Like, there's a whole host of stuff um, that goes into it. And then, but the, the innovative thing about that belt is that they add the, the outer belt where you put all your pouches and stuff, and that just hooks into the inner belt. So the cool thing about that is That's that you cool. can, like, have your whole belt on, just unclip it, and just, like... You know, take your pants off to go take a shit or whatever. It's 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 quite innovative. The only problem I love is, taking is a shit. the only problem is the only <laughs> problem is with that is that when you when you start talking about um you know adding these features, the inner belt has to be made out of like the same like tubular nylon that most rigging gear is made out of because it's got that high tensile strength. Yeah. Um, and then the outer belt like. Ha it loses a lot in terms of rigidity, so you're not. It's not going to be as supportive as like something like the Blue Alpha gear belt that I'm currently testing out. Um, but the thing is, people see that added feature. They're like, okay, this belt does everything my belt does currently, but also it's load rated. This is going to be better. And it's like, okay, but you're now you're paying two hundred dollars for the whole package out the door. You're paying. You're you're, you're paying for a belt that you you can't really. It, it's a little it's a little different to attach pouches to it's a little different to actually put on and take off and it actually doesn't provide as much stability to your pouches as just going and getting like a conventional belt and that's what i mean by saying that like it's actively worse because if you don't actually need those features leaving them out you're actually going to get a more focused refined product um and so i think people I think people really want to people really want to have a need for certain types of gear and I think that they 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 look for justifications in their heads. They look for justifications to buy certain stuff. You know, I've had people ask me um you know for the like for like the the whole like load rated belt thing. I've I've heard a lot of very interesting logic there and they're like and they're like, "Well, what if I'm like 
sitting in the back of a truck or whatever, and I need to hook into that. And I'm like, that's not really what it's for. I guess you could, um, like hook into should, like the bed of a pickup. Yeah, like like you're standing up in a pickup and you're shooting at someone, and you're you're hooked into the bed of the pickup that's truck. Very specific. Well, yeah. yeah, and I mean, and I mean, like you could do that, I guess. Um, like that's that's fine, but like realistically, how are you? How much? How often are you, John Q. Public, doing that? Um, well, yeah. also just in a physical sense, you don't really need a load rated belt for something like that. Oh, you know? no. I mean, you, 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 that's what they're designed for is like, the idea is, is that the reason why they're rated up to like 2,500 pounds, right. Is because that's like your body weight plus the weight of your equipment. Right. Right. And like, a plus shot. Like and then like forces. the inertia, the inertia yeah. of getting thrown around. You're trying right, to get right, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's what it's, I mean, like there's. There's 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 a little bit of logic behind the madness there, um, but I mean this this brings up an important point though when it comes to gear. Um, I say this all the time. A lot of people, most people actually, can get away with way less stuff than they think they do. That they think than they think yeah. they need because like a lot of people, you know, after a certain point, it's like okay, so you've got some. You've got some solid plates and a solid plate carrier that's comfortable to wear for long periods of time, just in case someone decides to be stupid and pop off some NDs at the range or whatever, which is really more common than people talk about, like people doing really stupid oh, yeah. shit at the range. Like I, I nobody I wants say to this, talk about it. I say I say this, and people are like, people are like, when does that happen? And I then I have like, dude, it my happens all my, the time. I've seen it happen. I have my friends in my DMs being like, yeah, we were out shooting, we're at the range, and like the bay next to us for whatever reason, they just started like firing and like they didn't look to see where their backstop was and the rounds start like coming over our heads and we're just oh, sitting yeah. there like oh shit. shit so like you know i hear about that stuff and i'm like you know if i'm at a range with other people i think i'm gonna wear armor i think i'm gonna yeah. wear body armor right yeah um, well, and i used to shoot out in the desert too where it's yeah. like there's no range you just find a backstop and you go for it uh, yeah, and so you, I we regularly had uh, people shooting at other other hills, like skipping rounds near us and over us, and you know sometimes you have to like go and approach them and be like, hey, we have all our shit over here, we're set up. Can you just turn that direction? And yeah. uh, body armor would have been very useful at, at in in those uh, situations. Oh, hundred um, percent. And and like I I made like a, a gearamid as I call it, right. The hierarchy of needs. Maslow's hierarchy of gear, basically, right? Um, But, like, I I made a pyramid, and I, like, on the lowest level, which is, like, the stuff everyone needs, it was, like, okay, so you need, like, the best possible safety gear you can afford. So, like, that's that's your, like, first aid, that's your eye protection, that's your ear protection, that's, you know, going to be your holster, your sling, all that stuff. Um And I think a lot of people were, like, okay, well, you know, they're, they're looking at, like, where, like, you know, I've placed stuff like night vision and it's like way up there on the, on the pyramid, like much, yeah, much sure. less calm. And I'm like, and I'm like, because the thing is, is like, you've got to go and buy gear that actually is going to address needs that you already have that are, yeah. you're, you're addressing deficiencies you already have. You know, you go to the range, hopefully often, right? You go to the range often. Yeah. Um, and if your holster sucks, your, your time at the range sucks. If you go to the range and you don't have good hearing protection and you got to use like the foamies, well, that's less optimal than wearing like some fancy Gucci Versace electronic ear pro, um, you know, not having a good sling on your rifle, 
it's it's annoying and it's hard to like actually properly manipulate your weapon. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah. know, focusing on stuff that you that you're you're actually actually correcting a, a need and a deficiency. That's more important than looking cool on Instagram because you know. I have a lot of gear, obviously, because I buy a lot of this gear to, to actually I buy almost all the gear that I test on this channel. So I have a lot of gear just lying around. Um, and so I think a lot of people see that and they're like, well, OK, so you're telling people not to buy a whole fuck ton of gear, but you buy a whole fuck ton of gear. And I'm like, well, the thing about that is, is that <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. No, it's not. No, 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 not at all. You're doing not it for no, purpose, I know. I know. Though. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm trying to go and get the get the evaluation stuff out of the way, because there's definitely been a few products that I've tested out where I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm unimpressed. Like, whatever. Like, there was that one belt that, uh, that, that this one company sent me. Um, actually, I like, have it right here. But, like, this this thing. It was, like, $280 for this thing, right? Wow. $280 for that thing. But it looks so slick. It looks really slick. It looks incredibly yeah. cool. The problem is, is that that belt now exists in a world where you can go get uh, thermoplastic stiffened gunfighter belt for less than a hundred dollars. Um, and so now granted the, the capabilities are going to be different, but so, um, when I'm talking to people about gear, I really try to like stress to people, like you're not the main character. You're not <laughs> like, you're not buying this for some sort of like weird, like, like Wolverines, red Dawn yeah. fantasy that a lot of people like, I mean, People, people are going to hear me say that and they're going to kind of get like a little miffed when I say that and they already do, so I'm used to it. But it's like, don't invent a scenario in your head and then get mad at it. <laughs> like, okay, this like, is a personal attack now. Like, don't, don't, don't invent a scenario. No, I'm not talking, no. It, it, it can't even be personal because I've heard it so many goddamn times. Like, yeah. People, people are talking about what gear to purchase for some scenario that they've come up with in their head that is so dependent on, yeah. it's so dependent on them being in some bizarre, um, like what if scenario that requires like three or four catastrophic events to happen <laughs> yeah. before it's realistic. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, like how did you get there? I, well, no. And, and like, that's great. You know, like that's, that's, that's the, that's the back. But that's the backbone of fantasy and fiction writing, right? That's the background of fantasy and fiction world building. You're world building your own apocalypse. But I think that the thing is, is that it's 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 troublesome for me when people are doing that, and they're not even prepared for the things that they encounter on a day to day basis. Like how many people Ooh, are out big here? Big facts. Like, like how many people are out here yeah. going and purchasing, you know, stuff for like some radiological disaster? You know, the, the people who keep like the uh, the potassium iodide tablets in their IFAC or whatever, um, they don't live anywhere near a nuclear power plant or whatever, because otherwise the government would just give them the potassium iodide. They're they're doing all this stuff that you know they've got they've got optics like the Trijicon ACOG because they don't want anything that uses batteries because they're afraid of electromagnetic pulses. They you know they have some <laughs> some shit tier like you know Seaburn gear or some shit like that, and then they they get. And then you talk to them and you're like, okay, man, but the check engine light on your car is on, right? Like, you don't, <laughs> yeah, have, good, right? <laughs> you don't have good locks on your doors. Dude. You, you know, you, you, you're, you, you go shoot at the range maybe once a year. 
um, if that. But you're out here, you know, talking about how prepared you are for this hypothetical situation. And I'm like, dude, you're not even prepared for your, like, everyday carry scenario. Like, you're not even prepared to carry your concealed carry pistol. Um, And I think the problem with that is that, like, a lot of these purchases that people make... It, 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 when people get in my DMs a lot for gear advice, and I, I don't mind it. I actually really love it because I love meeting people and I love talking to people about. I've gear. bothered you enough about it. Oh yeah, no, you totally have. Uh, plenty of other people too have too. Um, I love talking about it, and it's tough to make that distinction because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what these people are saying, and I have to ask myself: Is this person? talking about an urgent need like something that is actively affecting them are they buying something because they need this tomorrow or are they talking to me and looking to get some retail therapy you know like yeah like like they're like they're kind of like hey you know world's a stressful place being an adult is stressful real life's kind of sucks and i'm like yeah same bro i got you yeah um and then and 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 so their form of like compensating for that is to go and purchase you know some weird piece of tactical gear or whatever that they really don't need and like there's nothing wrong with that inherently there's nothing wrong with that but i think that um one of the things i'm really starting to see a lot of when when it, when it comes to like gear is like the phrase uh fear sells gear like we were talking about with the whole flamethrower and backpack thing right yeah um the thing with the thing that you run into with that is that um i think a lot of people are stressed because a lot of things are going wrong in the world right now and like you know we got like all we got all these you know environmental disasters we got wars going on we've got the economies in the shitter and everything else and i think a lot of people are kind of like anxious and nervous about that and so to they kind of take this perversion of what you know they tell you with when you're talking about like certain types of philosophy where they tell you to focus on the stuff you can control you know almost like pseudo stoicism almost yeah, yeah they, for they're, sure where they're like they're like focus on the stuff you can control and so as like almost a way to make themselves feel better they they do that they make up that scenario in their head and then they go buy gear to address it. Um, they, 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 they go and they're like, okay, I'm going to focus on how much my, like how, how much this specific piece of gear, like the, like the, like, does my helmet reflect under night vision? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. Um, and I'm not saying like, that's not like, it's tr- it's true, you know, certain materials reflect under night vision, but they focus on this stuff, they laser focus on it as opposed to more practical concerns like say getting good with your concealed carry pistol, physical fitness. Yeah. Um, well, this comes down to the hierarchy of needs that you were talking about. But, if you're at the point where you've gotten all that stuff down and mm-hmm. you know maybe you're thinking about buying a helmet, then is that something that you should it would be worth being concerned about or is that just not an issue for the majority of people? It's, I mean, and that's the thing is that for the vast majority of people, I think that like the, the, the point that I was trying to get to with that before I forget my train of thought was, um, like 
with with though with those types of people um they're they feel a lot of them I, I think feel very helpless um looking at the world there's not a whole lot of things they can do to you know address the their fears and their concerns and stuff like that um they're like damn this shit sucks how what the hell am i going to do to make the economy better what the hell am i going to do to address like you know hey you know the you know the 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 new the news cycle finally realized that like hey if we run the all these stories about train derailments they're going to go well or whatever like and then so they they're freaking out about all this crap and people are like well if i focus on you know what if i need to hide in the bushes from someone with night vision and will my helmet reflect and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that and i'm like i'm not saying like that that's not that's not possible cuz anything's possible right right but you know i think that for a lot of people it's 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 their way of maintaining like a little bit of agency and yeah. holding on to a little bit of control with their Absolutely, lives man. and and i get and, it because I, i've been there too you know yeah. when, when covid started you know, and, and COVID started and I was having my first kid. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I felt really helpless about and really anxious about. And all of a sudden I wasn't going to the range cause you know, I, I didn't want to get COVID. Um, yeah. and so I wasn't spending money on ammo. And so I was sitting out, you know, it's like in my, I, I had all this like extra money now, you know, we weren't going out to eat. I wasn't going to the range and blowing all this money on ammo. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's like mod lights and cloud defensive and, burn proof gear and there's like all this stuff that's like you know oh, yeah oh yeah i could get into this you know i, I need that yeah and i you know and, and so there's like a lot of there's like stuff that i've bought from that time period that i have never put on a gun uh that i have never worn you know and you know maybe one day that'll be useful but but you know yeah i i what you're saying is absolutely true because that was definitely my mindset at that time yeah and i mean it sucks because it feels like I'm just like sitting here and like looking at someone who's like in the throes of like a years long anxiety attack and being like, ha ha nerd, you know, you're worried about the environment. Yeah. You're worried about the economy. Well, Fuck it's like, the, it's like, like the, no. the fear like, is no. real and valid and the feelings are valid, <laughs> yeah. but, but maybe, yeah. maybe we need to like refocus where we're spending our money because if you go or broke your- on stuff that you're never going to use, and yeah. your car breaks down, that's going to be a much bigger problem. Yeah, you can't you can't drive your nods to work. Um, but, <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> but but no, I mean, like, I think the thing is with a lot of people is like, with the, with the with the gear purchasing stuff is it's like, I, I want and I want to make this clear because inevitably someone's going to hear that and they're going to take it out of context, like what I just said. Inevitably, someone's going to hear that, and I want to say that because it's cool and I like it is a perfectly valid reason um, to actually want to buy something. Like, if you have the money to go buy the entire SNS Precision plate frame modular set, you have no need for it, you're not a scuba diver, you're not a Navy SEAL, you're not a Coast Guard guy boarding a pirate ship or whatever, go ahead. Go buy it. That's freaking cool. If you If you have you know, $700 plus to just spend on that thing. And you've got absolutely nothing else that you could be spending on that you need more. One, I want to know what you do for work. And two, um, good for you. Right. Because like, 
that's that's the thing. I, I don't want to come at people who buy stuff just to like, satisfy their intellectual curiosity because I would be a complete hypocrite there. Realistically, like for instance, like belts, right? I do I do a lot of stuff about belts because everyone needs them. Um, realistically, I need one belt. I could have bought my my axle belt. Hell, I could have bought my AWS SMU belt two years ago, and I've been good with that forever. I, I could have never needed an upgrade, but to satisfy my intellectual curiosity and due to the job I had at the time and the hobby page that I have now, I was, I, I'm going through all of them and comparing and contrasting their advantages and disadvantages to help others. It's like, it's like consumer advocacy, basically. Um, and I think that that's fine. Like, if someone else wants to go do that and they just want to go buy gear just because they think it's neat, it's, it's a hobby like anything else. But again, it brings me back to that whole thing of is, is this is addressing a pressing need or is this retail therapy? And it's tough to establish which one's with which sometimes. So anyways, yeah, I don't want to keep talking circularly about that. But, you know, you're doing great, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're not talking in circles. It makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Yeah. There, um, no. There's that, a. Sorry. Andrew, you no, go you go ahead. OK, I'll go. Yeah. Only because you said so. There's a reason why videos like your Anthem's plate carrier uh, explanation and yeah. the kit that he wears is are so popular because people yeah. like to go and get a list of things that they can buy to know that because this expert has them, they're going to be okay. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is going to fix the any problem that I can mm -hmm. come up that that's going to come up well and and, and it's because it's, so you get analysis paralysis if you don't know enough about yeah. it and you have to like go research it and it can make hard it can be hard to make sense of all the stuff you're reading and it's so much easier if you're like here's a trusted source let me just copy what he has then you end up with a whole bunch of multi-cam black shit like i did Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Multi cop, multi cop. Yeah. You okay. multi cop. We bought. I did too, man. Yeah. I gotta tell you that that plate carrier right, right there, multi cam yeah. black. Yeah, multi cam. Multi cam black pants right there. If you I see know them. you. Yeah, yeah, you mean it. Nice. You mean it hard. Yeah, but, no, but so 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 when I bought multi cam black. I had no concept of like, you know, what's a good camo for like my environment. Same. I was like, hey, this looks fucking sick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, subjectively, but yes. Practically speaking, <laughs> practically speaking, the, the 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 uncomfortable truth for a lot of people is that, um, you know, the camouflage, camo. the camouflage stuff. It's like, I think people overthink it, right? Like oh, the real yeah. reason, the real reason to buy stuff in multicam isn't just that it works in a lot of environments. The real reason is because it's super common. It's, you know, oftentimes cheaper than other types of patterns because a lot of it's surplus. Um, and OCP is very similar to multicam. It's a little different in terms of like the coloration and design. But the point that I'm trying to get at is that like people overthink that stuff. And going back to what you said about videos, um, like like the Spirit of Systems gear shakedown videos that they do where they invite someone in and like, they talk about like, here's why I use all these Spirit of System products. Um, but they, they do, they do show people examples of like how to set up a plate carrier. And I think for a lot of people first getting into it, like that is what they do. And I was actually having a, I was actually thinking about this, this, uh, today at a uh, lunch, I was like, okay, um, how, how, how much did I blow by that beginner market? How much did I blow by those people first getting into gear? Because when I talk about stuff like, 
you know, oh, I don't like this plate carrier because the cummerbund provides no support. And people are like, okay, first off, what the fuck is a cummerbund and does why does it mean? need to be supportive? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, like, I honestly feel like maybe I should go back and do, like, some, like, Gear in 90 Seconds videos explaining just, like, the absolute basics of a plate carrier of a certain type system or a piece of gear. Um, and, like, really establish that ground floor level stuff. Because, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't know, but at the same time, that content you described of, like, here's my setup, and people just go out and buy it because you've got a shopping list, and I mean, frankly, that's not anybody who's producing those videos' fault. Like, people who produce no. those videos, one, they know it's going to do well. They know it's going to do very well. Um, and two, the other side of that is that the uncomfortable fact for people like me is that a lot of people who um, are like into gear or who are buying gear and guns, they don't really care about gear and guns the same way I do. They don't care about gear. They're not going to get anal retentive about what the technical difference are between Tidex and Bolteron and whatever else. I start talking about ultra comp webbing and they're like, okay, whatever. Um, they just want to know what they just want to know. This is good. Go buy it, and it's going to be good enough for what they need. And that's it. Like a lot of these people, I don't think they're very interested in me getting into the weeds about that that sort of stuff. And I have to make a decision where it's like, okay, am I? Do I care? Like, do I care about that demographic of people? If I want to reach a wider audience and I want to, you know, help out more people, I need to go down to that ground level and talk to people about like just the basics like hey here's the parts of a plate carrier hey here's the difference between laminate and cordura fabric hey here is why you know having a structural cummerbund matters and but at the same time how much is that going to distract from me trying to do these videos on things that i want to talk about more? you know like so i have some i have some yeah. concepts for long form videos where it's like we're literally just talking about the composition of a camouflage pattern. And like, that's not going to attract anyone. Like nobody's <laughs> right. going to watch that. I nobody's going to something like that. I would, I would cool, watch it, but, but yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah, very, no, but y'all be like, yeah, y'all are nerds. Way. It's yeah, like I'm a fucking yeah. goofball. And like, I'll, yeah. I'll watch videos on like how, how fiberglass holes of boats are formed and I don't even own a boat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it, that, that's that I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, I like I like watches and so like I'll be watching these videos on these like hundred thousand dollar million dollar whatever watches and I'm like <laughs> you know the the guillotine on that dial and that's not to my taste I'm not gonna own this fucking watch um, uh, that watch is so, worth more than all of the organs in my body on the black market literally quite literally um, but so um, I feel like it's one of those watches that people like rent out just to be seen at like uh, Oscar parties yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but so, you know, uh, it, it really is a, it really is a conundrum though. Like, do I address that more beginner side of things or do I kind of talk about more complex characteristics? And most importantly, can I do both at once? Can I talk about this in a way that not only draws in those beginners, people who know jack shit about gear, but also educates them and gets them interested in learning more. Because that's really the thing. I'm not in this to make money. 
I'm not in this to like, you know, stealth launch my own product or like make my own gear company or sell merch or whatever. I have no desire to do any of that crap. I'm just here sharing my hobby, my interest and stuff that I've learned. And that's why I'm so big on talking about like the gear mistakes that I've made, like the dumb purchases that I've made in the past, because I want people to see that. I want people to see that I'm not trying to foster some parasocial relationship with them. And I want to be people to see that, Hey, this guy's human. He's done the same dumb shit that all of us have done. And the reason why I know better about this stuff is because I've made those mistakes. I've spent the money I bought the dumb shit and I'm selling it off and I've gotten rid of it. And I, I, when I, when I made that gear mid post, I posted it. I think you guys might've reshared it or something like that. I definitely um, did because I thought it okay. was cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so when I posted that in the caption, I talked about how, if I had had this resource to me when I was first getting into gear, I would be several thousand dollars richer. I would be several thousand <laughs> dollars richer. Now, granted, would I actually have that $1,000 in my pocket or thousands of dollars in my pocket? Probably not. I probably would have spent that on something. But my point is, is like, there's so much stuff that I've bought in the past that I'm looking back on now and I'm like, dude, what the hell were you thinking? You know, like. I have a whole box full of stuff like that. Yeah. No. And I mean, like, I give it to people. I sell it on tax swap. I sell it off to surplus stores, stuff like that. Just just get it out of my sight. I don't want to look my own failure in the face. Um <laughs> but um but yeah, it's it's I I really want to be open about that stuff, especially when I say something incorrect and people, you know, come in the, get in my comments and correct me or they get in my DMs and they correct me. I'm quick to go and say like, "Listen, hey, someone pointed this out. I'm wrong." And then someone else comes in and they're like, oh, well, actually, no, the person who corrected you is wrong. You were right at first. And then that, that's when it gets really interesting. Um, so um, it, it's important, I think, to make sure that I'm not trying to present myself as some kind of like aspirational influencer type. Like, hey, listen, you want to be just like me for real? Like, no, you don't. Please don't be like me ever. Don't be like me. Do not, <laughs> don't do make not, my decisions, kids. Do not make my decisions. You do not want to end up like me. You know, my I, life is I, a horrifying warning for you. <laughs> it is not to be emulated. I tried to put a fucking back panel on my issued Marine Corps plate carrier as a fucking forward observer. Like where who's going to reach into the back panel and pull out a fucking flashbang grenade <laughs> on a fucking hill somewhere overlooking an impact area? That's not how like, no. Well, what CQB are you doing up there? And it was the dumbest thing I ever did. And I well, think you I never did know. It. Yeah. I, yeah. You never you know. Be prepared. What if? Um, no, but I mean, like I, I tried to do that. It was, like, it was like one of the first things that I did. It was like, it was like when I first showed up to my unit and my, um, my, my, uh, my section head who just, just recently got out, you know, great dude. I, I remember him seeing several of the early on gear choices that I made. He's kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know yeah. um so like you know staff sergeant harris if you're watching this like i hey, want to be high you. speed do you, uh, do no. you do you feel like your your uh interesting gear now is because of those like early embarrassments that you're like you know you're kind of correcting the other direction um no no not really i mean like i i um 
I always had that interest in gear before I made early on gear purchasing decisions. Because when I was first getting into gear, I was broke, like flat broke. Yeah, I was, there you go. As, I was working as a line cook. I was working as a line cook in college, so like I made like a noble not. and respectable profession. I made yeah, I made like nine bucks an hour, and so I was taking home like maybe like two hundred dollars a week, um, because I had to, I could only work when I wasn't having class or whatever, um, and um, you know for that uh. For for that, it was it was like I liked all this gear. I thought all this gear was cool, but like I was definitely like, damn, bro, I can't afford any of this. So I think a lot of my early on gear purchasing decisions were made like really really badly. Um because I was kind of getting caught in that like just as good trap that a lot of people get caught in where they're trying to find alternatives to like, you know, yeah. popular stuff and, and like the weird thing about that is that like you end up making these purchases that end up costing you way more than if you had just gone for the more expensive thing in the first place. You know, yeah. my first one of the one of the big stories I love telling was like my first carry piece where I was like, hey, like um, I, I was wanted to buy a Glock. And then the salesperson at the gun store counter talked me into buying this atrocious Glock ripoff, the Diamondback FS9. Right. And I bought it, and he was, like, telling me it was just as good, and it was, like, $200. I was like, okay, cool, just as good, right? Um, I got it. I put it in a fucking nylon Uncle Mike's holster. Oh, my uh, God. Dude, I, I didn't know what the hell I yes. was doing when I was 21. I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I was 21. Same, Holy shit. Like, I bought that thing, and I took it to the range a few times, and I shot it. And I was like, dude, I am such a bad shot. I am such a bad shot. I cannot hit the broadside of a barn if I was inside the barn. Like, it's so, <laughs> like, it's so, it's because the accuracy was horrible. The sights were horrible. It was so badly made. And then I fired, like, an actually nice pistol. And I was like, oh, wow, I can actually, like, hit the target with this? That's crazy. Um, and I ended up selling that thing. And I made a couple other bad pistol purchases. But, like, you know, the point is, is, like, um, you know, I got trapped in that just as good trap. And so, like, when I first got into gear, it was like, okay, you know, like, can you get away with just buying airsoft gear and stuff like that? Can you just get away with buying, like, Chinese plates? Like, yeah, you know, that was the that was the thing. So, um, I'm sharing my, my mistakes, not because I, like, this is me overcorrecting, but it's like, I want people to see that stuff because that's real. That really is the only way to learn. I guarantee you there are people who hear my advice and they're like, yeah, nah, man, fuck it. I'm going to go buy whatever I want. And then they're going to make those mistakes. Yeah. And they're like, damn, I regret that shit. Matt was right. Um, or they might say they might never find out. And they might be like, damn, that guy was so wrong and he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, but yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's uh, my, my ethos, my very rambling mission statement. <laughs> so for uh well, we appreciate that we uh yeah yeah times yeah, are always yeah, yeah. better when you can learn from other people's mistakes so anytime uh -huh. you can share a mistake you're teaching somebody and hopefully saving them a lot of heartache but yeah and uh, money and money <laughs> and money yeah. <laughs> which for some yeah. people is heartache that's like you know i mean yeah. there's nothing like buyer's remorse for something that you spent a lot of fucking money on and now it's like you know that you should have spent money on something else more oh, uh more it's responsible my, like you were saying ooh, that's my my uh my old I used to have an IWI Jericho 941F. Oh my god. Talk about buyers. Iconic. Iconic <laughs> pistol. Iconic. Well, no, because it's not the 941S, which is the, that's the uh, version from uh, oh. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a harder to find one. But, um, but I, but I, but I was like, damn, this thing looks, it looks so cool. And it looked really fucking cool. It, it just, it was just, yeah, sure. it was just not great. 
Like they figured they're like they're like, what if we made a CZ seventy five worse? Like <laughs> <laughs> you took a pretty good pistol and you made it awful. So, anyways, yeah. So for people who are just getting into it or mm-hmm. maybe don't have the knowledge that you have regarding gear, there are yeah. I see often, especially in the spaces that the page occupies with people going to these direct action events and wanting to protect themselves and have plate carriers and helmets and and the right kind of gear. Mm. I see a lot of questionable choices for gear, things that, you know how, have you ever seen that movie with, um, uh, what's his name, when he goes to India and he has to extract, I think it's called Extraction. When he has to save that rich dude's son, um, that Hemsworth movie, yeah, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. I never saw that. that one. Well, you can see clearly he's wearing like an Amazon plate carrier. The 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 people who made this movie did zero research into the gear that somebody in his actual position would be wearing, and I see often a lot of people go into these direct action events where they are. Oh, arguing, he's wearing. Um, I'm looking at the photos right now. At- I mean, no that that looks like uh, it looks like he's wearing like a, a something that's it's supposed to be an LBT, but he doesn't look like he's wearing any plates. It's, it's not. Oh my god, that's incredible. It's that's, uh, that, yeah. There was there was a video. A, I'll put it in the show notes. A, that there was a breakdown of the gear oh he was wearing god, and where you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's 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 fantastic. Oh it my is. God. Well, so yeah. my question is: is you have people who are who are spending money where they probably shouldn't be spending money. But a lot of it is because they don't have a lot of money to spend and they want something that is going to work for them. So in your opinion, what is the bare minimum that somebody should be getting if they want a plate carrier, if they want uh, furniture for their, for their, however you feel comfortable talking about this. But I mean, let's start at a plate carrier. If, if somebody is like, I'm balling on a budget, but I want something that is going to be not something that's going to fuck up when I need it. Where's the bare minimum? Like, where does somebody start for something like that? Uh, I mean, oh boy. Um, so when it comes to body armor, which, like, let's back this out a bit, generalize it a bit more. You don't need to be involved in any kind of crazy shit to be buying a play carrier. Uh, like I said earlier, it's a a good idea for anyone who's going to be going to the range it's going to be a good idea for anybody who is going to be around other people with guns because you can't really assure other people can be safe um the biggest thing to focus on is getting the best possible plates you can afford like absolutely max out on buying the best plates you can afford um there's a you know a friend of mine runs a a good armor store um apex armor solutions um, and they sell a lot of plates from the company Highcom, and Highcom does a lot of good quality plates where they, they don't have they don't have a whole lot of issues with like quality control failures. And like, look at like the 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 uh, 4S 17M plates, right? The multi curve level four plates, right? They're they're a little heavy, but they they work, and they're multi curve, so they actually kind of conform to your body a bit. They're more comfortable. You can take that and you can go put those plates in an absolutely cheap shit plate carrier just so that you have a plate carrier to wear while you then go and try to buy a better plate carrier. You know, so I recommend going and looking at something like a used Cry JPC or a uh, a Cry SPC with a 
you know, better cummerbund or whatever. But I mean, honestly, even the stock SPC is like fine. You know, the defense mechanisms MEPC, that's another very good one that I like a lot. Um, they're, they're currently in the middle of upgrading it. So we'll see what they do when they come out with the new ones for that, you know, and that's, that's it. That's good. But like making sure the actual protective part of it, the rifle plates is like the best you can afford. Yeah. You know, don't, don't fall into the just as good trap with those. Don't go and buy some like, you know, imported plates that aren't NIJ listed. You know, don't go and purchase something just because it's cheap. Don't go buy steel plates. Please, dear God, don't do that. You know, <laughs> um, but people, I say this, I say this and people, people do it. And it's like, why do I say this? Because it happens. Um, you know, in terms of like, you know, furniture for your, for your, I assume you're gonna say for your rifle, right? Yeah. Furniture for your rifle. I mean, like a quality weapon light is a big one. A quality like red dot optics, another big one, a sling. A lot of people seem to like really cheap out on their slings. And it's like, just go like Pharaoh Slingster is popular for a lot of people for a reason. It's pretty good. Um, you know, the old Blue Force Gear Vickers sling, it's indestructible, even if it's not the most comfortable thing out there. There's lots of good options out there. And I mean, I think the big important thing with all that stuff is making sure that when it comes to the stuff, it's actually going to save your life. So your body armor, you know, your, uh, your weapon, make sure you buy the best quality you can afford. And when we go back to that, like gear amid, right. Talking about eye protection, ear protection, don't skimp out on eye protection, ear protection. Cause you're going to use that shit every time you go to the range. Like, why are yeah. you going to like, why are you going to skimp there so that you can buy a nicer plate carrier that you're going to wear sometimes? Yeah. Like, so in any case, um, I would say uh, a couple things to look for. Otherwise, um, getting some good pouches. Obviously, I like the HSGI tacos. It's a controversial choice, but, you know, a lot of people like that? them. Well, yeah. Why is that um, controversial? People there. It's controversial because um, a lot of people don't care for the like the plastic spokes that hold the magazine in place. Um, they prefer like a Kydex retention. So like STAC Kiwis or something like that. Um, I have both. Yeah. No, I mean, they're fine. I don't, yeah. I don't prefer STAC Kiwis because I found out the hard way that, um, if you get really fine sand in oh, between. Oh, they slide out? No, 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 no. The opposite. Oh, if the, really? The, the sand particles get caught in between the Kydex of the magazine pouch and the plastic of my PMAGs. And it bonds together, and the the the, the basically the, the the particles of sand they dig into the plastic. beds, yeah. And when you're trying to pull out a magazine, it's like okay, that's pretty tough, and you have to really like fucking throw some elbow grease behind it and pull that shit out. And I was like, okay, um, the tacos don't have that problem, but yeah. they have they have worse retention. Um, so like a happy medium that I encountered was like um the M Dom USA Universal Magazine Pouch Gen Twos. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, I mean, but they're expensive. They're like 50 bucks for a fucking pouch. Yeah, that's expensive. And, 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 and people are like, oh, but they're made in Hong Kong. Like, I don't care. I don't really yeah. care about that. But my, my point is, um, other basics. Um, I mean, going and getting training is kind of important for a lot of people. And I know like, that's not my, that's not my wheelhouse. And I don't really talk about that because I'm not going to talk about stuff that I'm not an expert on because I'm not a trainer. Um, I'm not some training expert. But it's, but like going out there and actually getting trained, not just on your particular weapon system, but also on like the use of, you know, first aid and other medical stuff and going out there. And I mean, in all honesty, like 
I think a lot of people would be like just just going and learning about like the philosophy of use of force and stuff like that. I think a lot of people would be or like, you know, going and getting like a whatever their state's like security guard certificate is just to understand like how does the state actually treat people who use lethal force and self-defense in Connecticut right? pretty shitty. Yeah. Well, and that's important because when I was working your, your security card, unless you're sponsored by a company that's going to hire you in Connecticut. Well, yeah, I, I was just, I was just saying that as a hypothetical. Yeah. I've it'd be a good of, class to take. I've heard of some people doing that and like, but my point is, is that I can't tell you how, how much, like how, how low my faith is in the average gun person. Because when I was working at a gun store, so many people would come in and they'd be like buying guns. We would just be like shooting the shit and talking. And I'm like talking to this person and I'm having this like slow dawning horrific realization that like this person thinks that like someone pissing them off is a capital crime. Like these are the people you see who are like, you know, like mag dumping into someone else's car when they get cut off in traffic or like, you know, shooting someone for pissing them off. That guy got acquitted, by the way. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that fucked up? I, I, I was, I, look. I, I I understand. Wait, the guy who shot at the car while he was driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, they, he's like he threw a water balloon that, at them, that whole thing. Water yeah. yeah, they yeah. threw a yeah. water bottle and he thought it was a gunshot. But you know, and and I, I get it. I get that he thought he was, his life was in danger. But there there needs to be some sort of just as a tangent. We'll go back to what we we're talking about. There needs yeah. to be some sort of like um, indication that y- y- you have to think about these things a little bit better before you start shooting. Well, I think the well, the metric is a reasonable. It would have been something that a reasonable person would have yeah, replicated, yeah. and they that must have been what they what they figured. So, I don't know. It looks like it, it sucks to catch yourself on video and high def looking like an asshole like that. Because not to say I would look any better if I was in a what I was perceiving to be a so life or death. Si- Dude, listen, if I, maybe if that's I punishment ever, enough, right? Yeah, if I'm ever in a life or death situation. Andrew, you saw how I looked when that spider was on my shoulder last night. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my, my God. fucking God, Holy Matt. I yeah, have, I do you know what a spider cricket is? A spricket, if you will? No. What's a spricket? No, consider yourself lucky. It's like a mix between a spider and a cricket. It has, I'm pretty sure, eight yeah. legs, but it looks like a fucking cricket. And you're looking, at, looking it up right now. They get to about the size of my wallet. Uh, this one was a baby. It was only about the size of a half dollar. But Andrew, in the middle of me talking about something serious. Like transgenocide or something. Yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, you got a spider on your shoulder. And I was like, that's a fucking dumb joke to make right now. And I looked over, and it's staring me in my left eye. And I proceeded to strip my fucking clothes off and freak out like an <laughs> oh, asshole. Oh, boy, screamed, jumped up, knocked stuff off his table, and ripped off his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like God. I was saying, if I'm ever in a life or death situation and I'm I'm acting out to uh, in self preservation mode, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. No. So so like the point that I was trying to get at is that I think a lot more people need to really have like that moment where they have a real frank conversation about you know use of force and what it's going to mean for them and a lot of people a lot more people need to accept that they're not ready to use lethal force because you know a lot of these people they have such an unrealistic impression of it and it's like okay dude you know what what are you what are you going to do like if you if you're if you're in some kind of like 
even if you're in like a defensive posture, you know, like I had a supposed gun expert telling me that like if he heard someone banging on his door at like two in the morning, he's just gonna like fire through the fire through the door. Holy shit! Yeah, no. <laughs> what the, the fuck? No, this guy. This guy was a. This guy was Bro, a police that's how you officer. Have a bad day. He was a police officer who worked at a gun store. There you go. Um, and well, and so yeah, gun store employees are not are not experts. Neither are police in the military. Um, but so, but but so, but he was telling this like this like old lady this as he was like selling her like a like a shotgun with slugs, you know. And like a and like a flashlight on it, right? Like he was kind of like, yeah, you know, if someone's like trying to like force you on your door, you just fire through the door, and like this this old lady's gonna have her shoulder fractured by the recoil of those slugs. Heavy breathing intensifies. Just yeah, no, mm. but so but so the thing about that is that like in the state that I live in, that would get you absolutely hamstrung. Um, yeah, like you would you would be in serious trouble legally speaking if you did that and a lot of people their response to that is i don't fucking care and it's be like carried by a judge uh, what judged by, by 12 and carried by six yeah well, no and, avoid that why wouldn't you well and and i think and i think i i i don't i don't know i really don't know the answer to why people do that i don't know why why they say that stuff i don't know why i agree people, that you know you your life is more valuable than worrying about the law, but there are steps to be taken in between the first sight or or the, perception the first of indication a threat, of something being of trouble, a perception of a threat, yeah, and yeah. your lethal force that you are using to mitigate it. There are there are steps that you can take to figure out whether or not it's going to be appropriate, and if you do decide at the end of those steps that it is. Hopefully yeah. because there's somebody presenting a firearm to you or a weapon of some sort and or, or threatening a family member or something like that and their life is immediately in danger. And these are like Connecticut's laws. You know, if you're protecting a third party from immediate life hazards um, or things like rape and, and things like yeah. that, uh, yeah. you're allowed to you're allowed to use your firearm in, in defense of that person. But yeah. for you, like Connecticut doesn't have a castle doctrine. You have the duty to retreat. Hey, everybody. Turns out I made a mistake here, and I wanted to take a second to correct that. Also, to thank everybody who reached out and brought this to my attention. It seems like I either mixed up or combined the Castle Doctrine and Stand Your Ground laws. And Connecticut, as well as 45 other states, actually has a Castle Doctrine, which is incorporated into law. This law states that a person who possesses or controls a premises or is licensed or privileged to be on such premises is justified in using reasonable physical force upon another person when he or she reasonably believes to be necessary to prevent or stop someone from criminally trespassing. Deadly force is reasonable only, one, to defend oneself or another, two, when one reasonably believes deadly force is necessary to prevent an attempt by the trespasser to commit arson or any other violent crime, or three, to the extent the person reasonably believes is necessary and only to prevent or terminate an unlawful entry by force into his or her dwelling or place of work. So there you go. Connecticut does have a castle doctrine. What we don't have is stand your ground. The difference between the two is that the castle doctrine protects you inside your home, domicile, or place of work, whereas stand your ground protects you elsewhere as well. In Connecticut, outside of your home, you have the duty to retreat which means you have to exhaust all other options of egress before using deadly force, whereas other states that have stand-your-ground laws, you do not. So thanks for listening, and I hope this cleared that up.
Feel free to ignore the next minute or so where I go on about how Connecticut doesn't have a castle doctrine in Connecticut. Yeah. Which means that if I do that, if I shoot through my door because somebody's breaking in and I had a window I could go out of reasonably, uh, I'm I'm going to jail. Yeah. Oh. And now my family's <laughs> left without a, a provider. They want you to leave your house? They, you have to exhaust all avenues of retreat before using lethal force. Okay, I got you. But like, see, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a lawyer, but that's that sounds very very interesting. This is connected um, for you. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But so, um, no, I mean, I, I think that the and and the thing about those like those like actually going and taking some training courses, actually going and getting some time with your concealed carry, actually getting some time with the accessories you use, that is much more important but less glamorous than going and buying gear because you can go and you can flex your new plate carrier on Instagram. You can show all your friends or your new helmet or your new gun or your new flashlight or whatever, but like, can you run around with it for an hour? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not even just that. It's like, you go to like, you go to like a training course, you go to like the range. And like, if you're actually learning something, if you're actually like being taught something and you're actually being trained, you're going to look kind of dumb because the first few times you do something, it's like, you're going to, you're going to like, you're going to eat shit. It's going to look really stupid. It's not going to look glamorous. It's not going to be a cool, like, training montage with 80s music. It's going to be kind of messy. And it's it's hard to... It's hard for a lot of these people to pivot over to flexing, like, Hey, listen, I you know, I just... I just I just did a 5K. I just went to the gym. And, like, some people do that. Some people do post about guns and gear and then also post about physical fitness and training and all that other yeah. stuff. But... You, but it's way easier to go buy something. This is something I, yeah, I heard. Sure. That's something I heard someone say once and about the military, and it was very funny to hear to see it applied to the civilian world. But someone always said, like, it's it's, you know, the uh, you, you instead of spending three months in boot camp, you can just go get the EGA at the PX for five bucks. <laughs> like you can go and you can go and you can you can go and you can purchase gear to make you look like you know what you're doing you can you can get gear to make you look like you know how to shoot to make you look like you know what you're doing and you're a, and you're an expert in your field um i mean actors do it all day that's the whole point of these movies and the costume departments they're they're dressing them up to make them look like you know whatever action hero they're playing that day and it's 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 frustrating when I talk to some of these people because like they don't know anything about what they're talking about and it's just kind of like this general like okay I'm gonna dress up in all this gear and then I'm gonna go mag dump in a trash and then you know post a video of myself you know doing like you know passive aiming under nods on steel at 15 yards and you know have some like you know <laughs> trap music have some trap music playing in the background whatever you know, and that's, that's training. And it's like, okay, that's cool, man. But like, how much of that is actually like practically getting you better? And also like, how do you measure success? Like, yeah, for sure. How are, are you, are you, are you actually competing? Are you a competitive shooter? Are you getting titles? Are you, you know, learning more how how do you measure success is it just you know 
the 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 montages get spicier and the trap music gets louder or is it hey my 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 times got better my accuracy got better my groups got tighter yeah i peaked at uh, first place novice class uh at the uh new mexico state idpa cha- championship nice yeah. got a nice little match bump and then uh, didn't compete for the next two years Ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah well you know um it happens yeah, I, I need to I need to get off my butt and go start doing pistol competitions as well. I have no more excuse not to do it. So same, yeah, same. yeah, yeah. I mean, now that uh, you know, there's there's vaccines, and I've had COVID twice, and you know, all this kind of shit. It's like the, the the fear of like, ah, don't let it touch me is 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 pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash abetterway2a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now, that's all for that. Back to the show. There, uh, <sighs> yeah, there's, there's a gun club near me that uh has a 400 yard range outdoor range nice but um it's kind of expensive i mean it's i guess it's not expensive if you're going to use it every month it's it's 1300 for the first year which isn't horrible it's not horrible for around here there are some gun clubs that are stupid and their big thing is like oh well we have a 24 hour indoor fire uh pistol range which is cool but like 24 hours 24 hours is neat but i've never really felt like going to shoot up three o'clock in the morning but that was when i lived in arizona that was the majority of my shooting i was driving out to the desert at midnight really yeah and we didn't even have night vision we just uh left the car on (laughs) that's awesome so you knew what to shoot yeah shoot the (laughs) no we didn't shoot the car (laughs) yeah um but that's that's one of those things because because it's been kind of uh prohibitive to practice and actually you know Yellow Apparel Tactical, I know, has a, a couple good posts on this where they they talk about the things that you can do uh, at a normal range that you like. You can't draw from a holster and things like that. You can't shoot yeah. out to long distance. But this range, I I think uh, I think I'll end up joining it because many times when we go there, uh, I'm not a member now, but there there aren't any people there at the 400 yard range. Nobody's going to shoot there, so you're alone. You can set up multiple yeah. targets. You can you can do some drills and fun stuff like that but yeah who knows i mean what one thing that's opened up near me it's really funny is um it's 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 a gun tree club uh it's like a country it's like a country club for guns um they have a shooting range they have a gym they have like uh they have like a physical therapy room they have a restaurant all this other crap and it's like it's like fucking ten thousand dollars a year to be a member jesus christ like a private like cigar and whiskey lounge that you can go into if you're part of like the highest tier and it's like you know it's like ah yes i'm a software engineer for amazon up in 
you know, Ashburn, Virginia, and I don't want to, I don't want to touch the pores when I go to the range. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> oh God, it's so it's 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 very. It doesn't sound fun at all. I, I I look I I I I'm curious. Um, the car yeah. lounge, maybe. But. The the luxury of it, you know. Yeah, no, the the scar lounge would be interesting. I don't really smoke though, so I'd just be kind of like, all right, cool. These, yeah. these are nice cigars. Speaking of silly, pointless things for people who don't use them, um, one thing that I wanted to get your take on, and hope you can help me on this, is there are a lot of these things that I see advertised, like this shotgun that folds in half and shoots like one round or these, uh, you know, like derringers, these things that seem like very gimmicky to me that, uh, don't come from these big brands. Their, their reliability is questionable. They're kind of like focused on one feature and that's their marketing. Do you see any gimmicks out there right now that people are buying or things that you think are a gimmick that people haven't caught on to yet? Oh, in the in the gear in the gear world. Yeah. Um. Um. Mm. See, the problem with that, the problem with me saying that is that when you when you talk about that from the gear perspective, there's always inevitably going to be some very niche use case that people can justify their gear purchases with. You know, like if I wanted, and I was going to talk about. You guys are familiar with the uh, the GBRS Hydro Riser. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So you have the freaking that it well it has a practical use. There is a practical use for it. It's like if you have an MP7 or a Sig Rattler or something like that, and you want to have like an IR laser and your optic and do passive aiming under nods and a light and all that other stuff and get a good hand position so you're not having a bunch of crap cluttering the front end of your thing or you don't want the rail to have any kind of like point of aim shift if you lean on it or whatever on like the Sig Rattler or whatever. Like there's there's a whole host of reasons why the GBRS Hydra mount is like actually practical, but the vast majority of people, and I mean literally almost anybody who's not like fucking DevGrew, is never going to encounter that. Because you can't go, and unless you're like a Type 2 SOT, you're never going to be able to have an, a real MP7 in your hands, right? They're, 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 they're not for sale. There's no civilian version of the MP7. So, like, it's hard to say that, like, this product is a complete gimmick that that like you know it has no use for people but i do think that there are products that people buy that they get a lot less use from so like one of the big ones that i always kind of rag on is like back panels um like they they exist because you want to have like all these like tools and like uh flashbangs and stuff like that if you're like a breacher in like a SWAT team or whatever or if you're like in a doing like a direct action raid as a member of the military and like all you do is CQB, so you're basically like, you know, Navy SEALs, Ranger Reconnaissance Company, something like that. And like, you know, you get up to the door and like you do the little hand gesture and the guy pulls out the flashbang and he like he's like, Okay, cool, and you like open the door and he throws it in and you know, it's all that really cool, slick CQB stuff that everybody loves seeing the videos of because it's really sexy. Um but the thing is, for most people, um, at the very best, uh, having a back panel on your plate carrier is going to just sit there and do not a whole lot. Um, and at the worst, it's going to make things actually harder, you know, because if you're doing like some kind of like I know people like to do these some of these competitions where like almost like adventure competitions 
where like you know you're wearing full kit and you're running around the desert and you're carrying a pack and all this crap and like that's cool but putting a pack on over top of a back panel especially if it has actually has stuff in it is going to be difficult uh back Sounds panels miserable. are yeah and 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 you know back panels are one of those ones that people um those are those are the, the things that like people they they buy and it's like I've heard all kinds of funny justifications for them like I'm gonna put a second IFAC up there for someone to use on themselves and I'm like N- what no yeah, the, the most common I, thing I hear is it's like oh it's for my buddy it's for my battle buddy it's for my fire team you know I yeah. put I'll put mags in there so that they can grab mags for my backpack or I'll put this yeah, you but, know it's like oh someone's gonna come and get it for me. But unless you guys are clumped up in an urban environment and you guys train every freaking day as your full-time job to do like CQB or mount together like that, right? You're not going to be able to effectively use that. Yeah. And the- and 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 you're going to and you're going to you're going to end up it's just it's just extra weight and extra shit you don't need. And it's like and I, and I'm talking like and I'm talking about people who it's like they, them and their buddies, they get dressed up, they go out, and they shoot in full kit, and then that's it. They really don't, they don't train tactics together. I mean, they, they might, but it's like, it's also, it's also a problem when you see people buying plate carriers specifically to accommodate back panels and stuff like that. Like, the Spirit of Systems LV-119, LV-119 sorry, has some of the best back panels on the market, right? And so for, for guys who actually do that role, where they're actually up close and personal in like a, in like a, you know, part of a breacher team role, like it has a purpose, but you know, the, the rest of the plate carrier is kind of like, okay, it's whatever. Um, it's not, it's not bad. It's just kind of mid. Um, (laughs) but that's an example of a product that people spend a lot of time thinking about and a lot of money on. And it's like, you really don't need to worry that much about it. In fact, there's other stuff you could probably be putting back there. That's more effective. Like, I don't know, hydration, like, that's one of the things that I've used and never looked back on. Ever since yeah. being in the Marines and having a camelback, I was like, oh, it's absolutely useful to have a camelback with you, uh, as opposed yeah. to like another method of, of water source. And I've used oh, so that camelback. It's just the easiest way to drink water while you're fucking Dude, hiking around. I'm the only one that I know when I go on like long motorcycle trips, I'll strap a camelback to the front of my big pack that I packed in my sissy bar. And I'll have the hose just dangling. Like I'll wrap uh, like a bungee cord around it or something like that. And then when I'm riding, I can just take sips of water while riding under my full face helmet. And it's so fucking mint. And I've been on the range before and been like, you know what? I'm feeling a little parched right now. Mm-hmm. Let me grab this hose hanging over <laughs> yeah. my left shoulder. Let me hydrate myself. And suck some water into my face. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Matt, when are, when are we going to get reviews of different hydration packs? You know, like uh, um, you know, back panels or when like, are you going to give know, the people what pouches? they want? Yeah, everybody wants this. You know, everybody um, I mean, I I got I got to look into it. I got to look into different types of hydration that's available. I mean, I I like I hate sounding like a fud here, but the one that I use is the one that I'm issued because like it it works. probably fine. It's, well, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and, 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 and when it's actually designed, it ha- uses the Grimlock clips, the plastic Grimlock clips. And you put those through the molly webbing on the back of your plate carrier, and you just clip the camelback directly onto your plate carrier. And then when you're trying to like use the camelback without your plate carrier, you just you know go and unclip it and pull it off, and then pull the straps out. Sick. There you go. You, you wear it like normal. Love it. 
and that's you know and that's that's something that's pretty handy uh, i like i like doing that but like i could i could i could uh go and explore that a little bit like the mdom usa vehicle hydration pack which is designed to be used by people who sit in vehicles a lot so like a lot of the motor t operators at my unit will get those and they wear them because like they're sitting in the trucks all day um that's cool um you know there's, there's a few other yeah, they're designed to be flatter, and they're designed to sit, like, a little bit more, like, they're flatter and slightly wider, so that they, they don't, like, when you lean back, they're not gonna, like, burst the bladder and just soak your ass yeah. in water. Um, you got Which some actually kind of nice when that happens. You got some that are designed to be worn, worn underneath larger packs, so they have, like, a plastic panel on them to, like, prevent any like i forget what i forget what, what the brand is but they make it, it as like a plastic shield over it there's insulated ones that are designed to keep the water cool uh when it's hot out there's ones that like i would love to do that and i might just make that my thing after i'm done with belts um you know after i'm done talking about <laughs> belt belts and making like 50 fucking videos about belts i'm just gonna <laughs> talk about like hey here you go here's the uh here's the authoritative thing of all the hydration packs that i tested um and i think a lot of people they don't like hydration packs because they're just like, oh, they're not cool. They're not sexy. I want to have like a little pouch on my belt with like a, you know, like the, the Brovet bottle inside of it. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, gosh. but what a pain in the ass to drink from though. that. You got to like use a hand and like open well, it's, it. It's, it's so much so, work. So bottles are better for certain things. Bottles are better for certain things. Um, Feeding babies. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, as in like, you know, for, from a, from a military perspective, it's a lot easier to fill an MRE heater with water from a bottle or a canteen yeah, than yeah. it is for, for water from like a, uh, camelback. The practical perspective though is like, okay, pulling out this bottle, I'm on the move, I'm on a ruck or I'm on a hike or something like that. Pulling out this bottle, opening it up, trying to drink from it. It's got this wide mouth on it. I'm trying to drink from it. I'm splashing myself in the face as I'm walking because of my steps. Like my body's thinking, my body's God, moving. I wish I had a camelback right now. Yeah. No, when I was when I did the uh, the Norwegian foot march, right? 30 kilometer hike in four and a half hours or less, right? Um, you know, I'm sitting there and I had this is what I had as my, my hydration source and like a little pouch and shit. I was like, I was like, God damn. I wish I had a camelback. I'm gonna make, make a review like, about this later. Do they make yeah. like adapters where you can like to to like a Nalgene bottle? It'll like drop a little dongus in there in the bottom, so you can drink it. They like do. A... They do. They actually. They oh, actually do cool. make. They do make. Um, dongus. They do make bottle. Uh, bottle donguses. No, no. It's uh. It's like it's like the. There's like a water bottle conversion kit you can get. Um. I, I'm just trying to find one, but like I think Source Tactical is the one that I see a lot of people using. In my mind, I envision it sitting where a bottle normally sits, but then they route the little drinky straw up like a like a like they would route their microphone, their P, their PTT, so that it's you just sitting get a really there, long twisty straw. Carrier, like, <laughs> oh. just get like a really long pink oh. twisty straw. Yeah, a really no. long twisty straw. That'll work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I do see. I, I mean. You bring up another important thing that I see people like this is going to sound like this is the opposite. This is the opposite of <laughs> saying like do. back panels like fucking Baofeng radios. Uh -oh. Fucking Baofeng radios. <laughs> uh oh, I'm getting Here called out again. <laughs> Here we go. Fucking I, I fucking fucking Baofeng radios. OK, the problem with them is not that they're bad. They're like baby's first radio. Like yeah. you want to get into and you want to learn about. You yeah you, you, you want to learn about you want to learn about radios you want to learn about how to use radios you want to learn how to talk on the radio and broadcast on various frequencies and kind of like 
dip your toes into that like broadcast. ham life. Uh, we don't officially broadcast. I broadcast. broadcast. No, I'm not saying you. I'm not. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people do. Right. Um, I was just being an asshole. It's a. It's like I, a, I know. A ham yeah, I know. Correct you. I love broadcast. to. I love to drive around and and I love to drive around without my radio <laughs> license, just transmitting all over town. Yeah. All right. Tra- yeah. Transmitting. Cool. There you go. Um, <laughs> just... But like. But you. But like. I think people get those and they're like, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's fine. It's just as good. And I'm not going to be like some sort of like Yesu purist or something like that. Um, but like, I think people, they go and they buy this stuff and it's like you have like a $1,000 dual comms headset, right? And you're going to plug on it your, into the most garbage $1,000 helmet <laughs> and you're going to plug it into your fucking, it's like, it's like going and getting radio. like radio. Yeah, your $25 which radio. Is, which, you're, like, realistically, it should be the other way around, right? Where the radio is the functional part that needs to be the most reliable. And, you know, the stuff you're plugging it into, you know, you, you kind of work up from there, right? I don't know if I agree with that simply because um, I think a lot of those communication headsets are also providing hearing protection and stuff like That's that. That's a good so point. They, do, they yeah. do need to be more more expensive just for that, you know, safety purpose and durability and stuff like that. But I think it's interesting to see where people's priorities and for most people, realistically, I mean, a Baofeng is going to be pretty much all they need because most people don't do half the communicating they think they fucking do. Like, yeah, all right, cool, man. Uh, that that's awesome. It's your little squad chat. It's your basically it has the right. same function as like a Discord call that you can have in real life. Well, we I, I use it sometimes on hear it. on road trips. I got a an upgraded antenna, yeah. an upgraded battery, and and I'll, yeah. I'll I'll have one with me, and my wife has one. If we're driving different cars, and we use the uh, the MERS channel because it's um, you know, you're not supposed yeah. to broadcast with the Bofang on it because the power is too high. But you know, who's gonna fucking find me? You know, like track me down, FCC. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Like you're never gonna know. <laughs> they're, now they're gonna come. Yeah, they're they're gonna, 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 gonna come. <laughs> references. That that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but but so but so the, the the point that I'm trying to get at with that is that like it's like when people buy like a Cry AVS, right? Like the 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 six hundred dollar plate carrier that used to be eight hundred dollars. And then they go and they put like the three hundred dollar RMA 1155 plates in there, and it's like, wait a minute, hang on a second, this is flipped around. Like, if if a Baofeng's all you need for communications or radio stuff, that's great. But like, really think about like the quality of the components you're putting in there. Like, I would personally prefer like if I was going to be doing like if I had some serious communications role. Like, if I was actually going out and hiking in the middle of the wilderness, I would want something that's not just capable of, like, you know, very basic transmission that likes to, like, overload, you know, overload a lot, like a Baofeng, but, like, you know, like an Alens HD1 or an any, or, like, my personal favorite, any the Anytone 878. Those are great. Um, Yeah. But, they're, but those are, like, $300. Yeah. And it's, like... But they provide, like, digital communications and repeaters and, you know... They're they're a lot more stable, and the accessories are play a lot better. The displays are better. It's it's a lot more fun. I like. I don't want to go and say like if you have a Baofeng radio, you're wrong and you're poor. Blah blah blah. Like that's not what I'm trying to get at. It's it's more from the perspective of it's of like the good entry gotta level. Think, you get we no. It's it's again having. You know, like your your ops core amp headset with the NFMI earplugs and all that crap, plug into a Baofeng. Like, wow, yeah. cool, like awesome. You know, and, and even worse, like I said, with the 
with the uh the, the really cheap plates and the really expensive plate carrier it's like where are your priorities is it looking cool or is it having like stuff that'll actually save your life because i don't know about you but i don't want to lug around nine pound plates i don't care about how comfortable my plate carrier is do you think there's any merit to somebody who says that, you know, I want a well-rounded setup for as cheap as possible that's not going to get me killed? And then somebody, you know, going out and buying a fairly inexpensive plate carrier, plates that are good enough, like not metal, not steel plates, but like, you know, maybe some heavier RMAs and then getting a Baofeng and being like, all right, now I'm covered and then I can upgrade from here. Um... Mm. See if I say yes, just like straight up yes, someone's gonna take that as like, okay, cool, sick. I'm gonna go put yeah. my RMA 1155s in my Condor plate carrier. Um, well, but considering the 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 UV 5R, the one that FCC hates, is literally the cost of like lunch. Like, yeah, you know, it's that's easy. That's yeah. an easy like kind of. It's an easy yeah, sell for, for people. The, for the for the for the Baofeng, I would agree, simply because with that one, like, you're unlikely to ever use it in an environment where you know, ComSec or whatever is actually like a super huge issue. And it's a great way to learn and see if you're actually as interested in radios as you think you are. Um, yeah. Like low, low risk, right? Um, and you can upgrade. You can start adding like um, like better antennas, better batteries, stuff like that to it. Um, but with the gear, I think, yeah, there is some merit to going and starting with what you can afford. But I would counter that by saying go and buy the best you can afford. You know, go and buy, yeah. go and buy the best plates you can afford, which is why, like, for a slightly higher entry level price, about like four hundred dollars, I recommend like the Highcom four S one sevens or four S one seven Ms, because they're multi curved, they're thinner, and they're lighter by, by about two pounds. Um, and people don't realize how much that weight saving actually matters. Yeah. Um, Are those level four? They're level four. They're NIJ um, listed. They are. They're good quality. I, I do think level four plates, like the thing about level four plates is that they're almost certainly overkill for most people because most people are never going to encounter armor piercing 30-06 as like an actual ballistic threat, but that's what they're rated to. Like that's the ballistic threat they're rated to. The problem is, is that level three plates are not designed to stop um, many popular types of right, 5.56 right. rounds. So yeah. like, you know, you have to, you have to play that weird gray area with these companies and going with their like special rifle threat three plus uh, three plus plus in one case that I saw, um, you know, plates. And now you're playing with, okay, these are not NIJ listed models. They are, they, but they're made by a company that has lots of NIJ listed models. So like for instance, the Highcom three S nine M's, right. They're rated to, one round of 762 by 54 r armor piercing incendiary right Dude, and they're like geez, six pound fuck they're yeah they're six pounds of plate they're six pounds of plate they're really light um they're kind of thick but they're like but it's like 900 to a thousand dollars for the set right wow yeah, who, and, who sells this um highcom is the company that makes them apex armor sells them they're really cool a friend of mine got got some um and actually is using them currently in ukraine so uh Hope they work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, they, they, they do work. They, I know they work. It's just, it's, it's, because like they, they, they have like the test data and everything for it. And I'm like, okay, this thing is. Yeah. But, but it was funny when she was going over there. She was asking. Um, she was like, okay, do they stop this very specific type of like five four five? And as it turns out, three S nine M's were made for like a DEA contract, and they hadn't tested it at all for like five four five rounds. And I was like, 
I assume if it'll stop five five six like steel core, it'll stop five four five steel core. But like, uh, <laughs> uh, we don't she, know. I can't. I can't know. put my name on this guarantee. No, yeah. I, I. I told you that. I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't guarantee you that. I asked. I went to Highcom and I was like, Hey, listen, my friend's about to buy her plates. Do you know if these stop this specific type of five four five round? And they're like, No. Nah? Look, that's, <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said. She 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 bought them anyways. I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um. But in any case, I think that yeah, people going and buying like entry level stuff and upgrading from there is good because it allows people to see what they really do need. Like the AWS lab belt that I talk about all the time. That's like sixty bucks, right? Like most people can buy that and be fine for the rest of their shooting career, because realistically most people just need a belt you can buy that belt and be fine forever just one wrap all your pouches cool um but you might want a better plate carrier you know that has like a quick release cummerbund or a structural cummerbund or you might want to like add on different shoulder pads or something like that get lighter plates better hearing protection those are all things you identify through use and experience. And that's the other, that's the biggest thing. That's why I tell people like the, you know, going out and buying stuff is only half the battle. You actually have to go out there and train with it. You actually have to go and um, work with your gear, like actually shake it down, take it out, train with it, see what works, see what doesn't and change accordingly. And that's another thing um, going out and buying like the whole kit and caboodle and then going out, you're going to like you're going to find a lot of stuff that you're just like damn I really didn't need that or it's getting in the way and you already paid for it so you can't return it um and you're kind of stuck holding the bag so with a lot of with a lot of people what that translates to is is they they end up having this pile of gear like you and I and a ton of other people have where it's like we're never going to fucking use this shit where why do we buy this and like it's cool to be able to say like it's cool to be able to say like, "Hey, this this um, this is a this is a this is a product that I bought. It serves no purpose. Don't be like me." But also, not everyone has that kind of disposable income, and they've made a lot yeah. of really bad choices. Like the 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 Pharaoh Concepts Bison Belt's a big one that I always get questions about because that's the one that everyone says is like the best, and it's not. It's really not. It's like two hundred fifteen dollars. It flops all over the place. Um, the inner belt is trash and you can get way better belts for half the price. And yeah, yeah that's the one that I bought in, you know, mm. the, my first, my first like, like observation was like this fucking inner, like this sucks. This it's sucks terrible. Dick, it's, it's horrible. Ter- and I, it's I a strip up, of cloth. Yeah. It's a strip of cloth. And that's it. And it's better when I use it with the, um, uh, God, I don't, I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. The Segura gear. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one of their. That's like their, their like casual belt, but they made it Velcro. Yeah, the emissary. Yeah, the emissary yeah. belt. Mm-hmm. The emissary yeah. with the Velcro, uh, and mm-hmm. it works really. It works a lot better with that. But I'm like, why would you even fucking ship this like this with the with this fucking garbage? <laughs> this is not complete. Please finish it. And for two hundred and fifteen dollars, they haven't right. lowered their price yet. They haven't lowered their prices yet. Probably because people and... are still buying them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to Ferro Concepts, you know, credit they they do. They're very good at marketing. They're very good at marketing. They they have an awesome marketing department. So that actually brings up a topic I wanted to talk about. There okay. is a ton of disingenuous marketing in, in the gun community. 
Ooh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, perfect example, the one that comes to my mind is AR-500. Oh, them marketing Lord. steel plates to people. And as a result, because of a very uh, heavily funded marketing campaign, you have people believing that steel plates are going to work well in a life or death situation. Uh, well, on. I mean, the marketing in the gun community is... Whew. Yeah, that that's a that's a tough one. I mean, you've got companies that knowingly advertise to people's like fears and sell them stuff that they flat out don't need. Um, you know, um, a big example of one that I bag on all the time and people kind of hate when I do is uh, another one of like those sister brands to AR 500, but it's a, you know, Mira safety in their gas masks. Like they'd say on their website that the, the lenses on those things are silica glass. That's, that's like glass. That's not polycarbonate. It's not like ANSI rated safety glasses. And it's like, you're taking surplus gas masks from the Czech Republic and you're selling them to people who realistically need like three MP 100s and scuba goggles right? Which are still cheaper, right? You need particle filters for smoke. And you, know, you got all these people who saw like every city in, in the U.S. catch on fire in the, in the 20, in 2020. And they're like, damn, I need something to protect me from tear gas. Well, tear gas isn't a gas, it's an airborne particulate. So, you know, having a particle filter is good um, and you're good. But, you know, those, those pink filters don't look as cool on Instagram. Um, having a gas mask does. Um, and they don't want to shell out the $600 for the uh, Avon M50. So, no. so they, and, and frankly, if you're, if you're dealing with an actual seaburn threat, that's like, you know, nerve gas or whatever, you're probably going to want to have like, a, that. you're going to need a lot more than just having like a, a gas mask. So, yeah. um, but like with AR 500, there's a whole ton of other companies out there doing that. Uh, one of my favorites that I exposed while I was at task and purpose was Axel AXIL and they're like hearing protection. Um, like I found out that their their over the year hearing protection was like rebranded Alibaba hearing protection that you could get for like thirty bucks. And oh, they're just good. selling it for like one hundred twenty dollars. Wow! Yeah, you can sell, yeah, they just put their logo on. They're like, yeah, here, here, give me, give me one hundred twenty dollars. Sounded like ass, but um, the sound quality was horrible. But I think that the rule of thumb with a lot of these companies is like, and and, and this is this is tough because it requires you to kind of have a knowledge of the tactical tactical gear industry. But like when you see all these companies and they just come out of nowhere, like like one day there's none of this thing and they come out of nowhere, you know, and and they have this massive marketing budget, you know, and they're advertising, you know, personal protective equipment or tactical gear or whatever to you. Usually on social media, very heavily. You got to ask. Where are they getting the money for this marketing? Where are they getting the money for marketing? How much money are they saving on the gear? Because they're not standing up the manufacturing of it. Because that's expensive. To stand, they're not, and they're not having it OEM'd by another company here, because that's still pretty costly. Um, you got to ask yourself, why, why do they have so much money for marketing? And it's very common. You'll see it with um, watches is a big one. It's one of those like cool little intersections of my two hobbies where you see these companies and they, <laughs> they have a, this, they have like this masterful marketing technique where they're just like, they're, they, they spend so much money on like developing like a, a youth focused, young person focused, social media conscious focused marketing campaign. 
and they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do a way better job marketing than these actually good companies do because we've got the money for that. So like you don't see companies like SNS, for instance, right? Like I talked to them and I was like, you guys don't market at all. And they're like, yeah, we kind of would prefer that like nobody knows who we are. Or, you know, you see companies like even even though Pharaoh has such a really good, they have such a great marketing, um, like a marketing department. But even then, they're not advertising to people the same way you see like Mira Safety, AR500, Safe Life. And all these other brands like advertising to people they're not advertising nearly as aggressively they're not going in like the, the, those companies are going to youtubers who don't have anything to do with guns or gear and sponsoring their videos like i saw a video about like post-apocalyptic media and it was sponsored by mira safety oh. like mira mira safety is sponsoring is is, is sponsoring people's post-apocalyptic media analysis as video essays to get their gas masks in people's heads yeah, as the first thing when you think about post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, wow. You know, um, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing, you know. You see this and you see uh, the way a lot of these companies advertise and it's like, it's very much trying to get people to engage with their products on like a parasocial level. Like fear-based marketing. Well, in that case, yeah, but I would say in other cases you see um, them showing people like very much the traditional way of advertising where they're like, hey, look at all these like very cool, very, you know, very cool, you know, they, they look like military or gun people, like actors yeah. as like the models in our commercials and stuff bearded like that. Bearded men. Yeah, bearded men, athletic women, whatever. Um, and they're, and, and they advertise like that, but they advertise very heavily. And then they sponsor YouTubers to wear their stuff. And mm. it's like, even if the YouTuber's not saying like, hey, this video is sponsored by so-and-so, seeing this person you trust in the same video with this product, totally uncritically, like, you see like uh, dudes wearing like Axel hearing protection when they're like uh, evaluating like a different product, they're shooting, they're shooting a gun, but the fact that he's wearing Axel hearing protection while he's shooting the gun, it's like, okay, what hearing protection does he use? And he, the video is not sponsored by Axel. Axel probably just sent him the hearing protection. Um, and he doesn't know anything about hearing protection. But um, because his audience sees that in his, on, his, on his head, he's like, okay, that's, uh, that's, just, that's just the right thing to use. That's, that's the trusted brand by the experts. Um, so you see that with with uh, various other types of body armor as well, the aggressive advertising on YouTube, the, the aggressive advertising on social media, and I, I just don't see big companies doing that, except Safariland for whatever reason. Like, Safariland's been really upping the ante on their marketing on social media, which is really interesting. Well, they, and they, uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my earliest uh, moments of, of sort of, like, synergy with, like, gun culture and popular culture was seeing uh, Safariland holsters in uh, the Avengers, the original yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah. And, knowing and like, about like it? prominently, and being like, oh, that's Safariland, I know what that is. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean... Um, let me give it. Right, let me give a good. Let me give. Let me, let me give a good soundbite for that question about the marketing because I kind of like rambled all over the place. That was not a good one. Um, no, it was good. I thought loved it was great. It. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I just 
I was kind of like, uh, we'll build you up. It's Matt. okay. We'll, we'll cut out. Job. We'll cut this out. We'll cut Pretty out your self doubt, and then yeah. cut we'll straight cut to this, the like, sound bite. And it's gonna sound really, great. Yeah, we prefer confident okay. Matt. Bring him back. Okay. <laughs> but so, um, great, but buddy. so, uh, no, I mean, when it comes to the marketing of guns and gear, I think the problem with that, especially now that you don't really have as much of like a war going on as you did 10 years ago, you know, um, you got to find a new way to fund the development of the next big thing. And so I think I, I do see a lot of companies like they're very much trying to get people to buy guns and gear. Um, and they want people to go invest in their products and that's fine. Like that's, that's, that's how these companies operate. That's what they exist to do. But you see people getting told that they need a lot more stuff than they need. Um, and like one of the funniest examples I've ever seen was at a shooting competition I was at. And this guy was, he had like one of those like safety lanyards that like you see guys like hooking into like helicopters with or like hooking to like a dog collar or yeah. whatever, like for a military working dog. And he just had it on his belt. And I was like, dude, what is that for? And he's like, oh, it's like, so when I'm running, I can like, wrap it around my rifle and retain the rifle there and i'm like what what uh, what like like i've heard that before and i don't think that's a really valid thing because i don't want my when i'm running why do you i don't want, want it my yeah fixed to your let your belt I, that's I, I, I don't don't know i, I like I, I don't i don't know i don't understand unless the guy just goes jogging with his rifle and needs his hands free to do something else like uh, like change songs on his ipad or some I, ipod or something like that you know i don't know it but, was a uh, but but my point is is that i was like you you just have something on your gear that serves no purpose yeah. and when someone can't really articulate to me why there's why that something is on their gear it's like okay so it doesn't need to be there like I have a, I have like an anti, I have like an antenna relocator, um, on my, that, that I have. And I, I used to have it on my gear and then I realized like, oh wow, this really doesn't actually do anything for me. Cause like, it's there if you want to have like a, like a blade antenna for like a 152 or a 117 golf or like a military radio. Right. And, that, but like, I don't really relocate my antenna that much. And in a <laughs> training environment, in, in a training environment, we're all sharing the same radio. You mean so you don't like, have to relocate your antenna under fire offhand on one foot? Well, no, that's not what it's for. It's 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 so that basically, like, you don't just have like this radio with with the with the antenna sticking right straight out face. of it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So it's so that you like route it behind your back and shit. That's what it's for. And like, it's it's cool. It's a, it's the TCI mast is what I have. I got it as a gift. It's cool. It's neat. Um. And I was like, oh, man, that would be neat to, like, have on my gear. It would look super cool. And then I realized, I was like, it doesn't really do anything for me. So it just sits in a box now. And it was free, so no harm, no foul. But it's like, yeah. You got that luxury of getting it as a gift. You didn't spend the money on it. Yeah, but I can say also, like, I can't actually articulate a use for that. So I'm not going to have it on my gear. On my gear. So, But I think, but I think yeah. with that, the, going back to the whole marketing aspect of this stuff is like you, you make all these products and you want to sell all these products and you want to create a need for all these products. And so like, you know, like the, like, I don't want to be like, sound like a, some conspiracy theorist over here connecting the dots on the whiteboard being like, 
you know, Pharaoh Concepts is marketing CQB to sell more back panels. <laughs> like that's crazy. That's crazy. That's not what that's not what I'm saying is but I'm saying like you know, you do see the marketing of this stuff, especially when it comes to those shadier companies that we were talking about. They're they're trying to they're they're trying to sell people products based on their fears, anxieties and stuff, but also they're trying to sell them as as, as like just as good, you know? Like we can sell you this thing that appeals to your anxieties or your your needs or wants. Um and we can do it for less. And that's how you see these companies selling plates and helmets and gas masks and headsets that just don't fucking work. Because these people want the aesthetic of being prepared. They want to have the plate carrier with the plates in it. They want to have the high-cut helmet. They want to have the communications headset. They want to have the gas mask. And they don't want to spend the money it takes to get the real thing. Because deep down they know, hey, I'm never going to use this. Yeah. True story. That's kind of why yeah. I got the plate carrier I got when I got it. I got the, I yeah. think I was telling you, the, the Mars Cirrus by Eagle Industries so, that I got. Yeah, the, like well, a, yeah well, also, like, that was the cool high-speed low-drag plate carrier in 2008. So this so, is the like, funny thing, because it's the last one that I had before I got out. And I remember being like, okay, yeah, I need a plate carrier. And uh, I went on eBay, and they were like $98. And I was like, well, I know yeah. it's good quality because of where it came from, but... It's not high speed. Like, it's not, it looks like something out of the fucking global war on terror. But, yeah, like, well, because it was. It, it was. was. It was like, it was okay, like the high speed play carrier in the yeah. G-Watt drip is like nice, though. Yeah. It's coming back. It's, I like it's it. I wish I honestly around. didn't fucking spray paint. Like <laughs> Matt, idiot, Matt's but... like, oh, you guys are fucking killing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, I, I used to have one of those too. Um, I had one of those too. But I got it because it was carrier. 98 bucks, but it fulfilled a need. And I was like, you know what? Like, if I end up going to the range more often, and doing this more than where I'm like the amount that I'm doing it now, then I'll upgrade. I'll upgrade to something smaller, something a little bit like cut a little nicer. That uh, you know, I also didn't have a belt at the time, so I needed something with a lot of Molly space, a lot of real estate. So that fulfills well, you that know, need. My yeah. first body armor that I bought is a, a level three concealable soft armor with no Molly at all in it. You know, so no, you, yeah, the the three A vest, yeah, yeah. So like whatever you know, I mean you know do it. You're doing all right. Yeah. There was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a, it's it's you know it is what it is. You do you do what you got to do when uh, when you do it. But hopefully, I was lucky enough. I I got I asked people who knew more than I did, and I ended up with STAC mag pouches the first time around, plus the the uh, um. What the hell am I? Uh, Blue Force gear. Blue, am I saying that right? I'm I'm losing the acronym in my head, but um, blue force gear, yeah, yeah. I got one of their pistol mag pouches for my multi tool, and yeah. uh, it works great. But um, there are one of the things that we get asked a lot on the page, and unfortunately, my knowledge on the subject is limited just to what I use. And I know you yeah. and I have had this conversation before because you expressed frustration at my choices. Um, but as far as plates go. Which I respect because you know way more than I do about this. So I was like, "Oh, if Matt's telling me that I uh, I should have picked something different, then maybe I should I should look around." Um, there are we get asked all the time, "What size plates should I wear? What plates should I buy?" And I know it's a loaded question as far as the second part goes, but I don't think a lot of people know how to properly size themselves for a a plate carrier and plates. 
Yeah. And you see a lot of people wearing them way too low. You see a lot of people wearing plates that are like too small for the the plate carrier that they're wearing. Um, Mm -hmm. Where do people go? Like, how do people figure this shit out? And and what's the best way to do that? And and I mean, any any training resources that I could find for that, I'm probably going to take from, again, Apex Armor Solutions, right? Like um, the, the the guy who runs that, um, I know him over the internet. He's a pretty cool guy, um, you know, kind of known on Facebook gear pages for being kind of a fucking terrorist because uh, he'll go in there and people will be making bad armor purchases and he'll just be like, hey, no. And everyone's like, oh, God, John's an asshole. Um, That's awesome. But uh, but you know what? And like, yeah, he is. But he's he's like a lot of people are like oh the only reason why you're talking shit on this or that brand is because you sell these other brands and he's like i could sell those brands too you know like like i I could easily stock these brands that i don't trust um but um he has a lot of good articles on his website about how to how to properly size yourself for arm and how to select plates and what those nij levels mean and how to and how how these things like back face deformation the tap and torque test, the, you know, all these other ways to determine if your plates are good. Like, he has material on his site about that, on how to properly do stuff like that. Like, yeah, I could do a post on it, but I'd probably be taking the diagrams off his website and just just showing them. Yeah. Pasting them on Instagram. Probably better just go look at the source material. Like, 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 like in, in, in general, like the top of the plate needs to start right below this notch, right in your, in your collarbone right here needs to start right there and end right above your belly button. And it needs to span between your two nipples, right? So that's the, that is the, that's the width of the plate. The reality is most people, most people are going to be fine with medium plates. You know, like I see guys that going out and buying like two XL plates and I'm like, why? Um, you know, but it, it, but really like size yourself, figure out what you need you know, actually do those measurements and buy the plates that fit. And he has a a good guide on there on how to size yourself properly for that. Um, Yeah. When I, when I measured myself, when I measured my nips and everything, um, I came out sort of like right on the line between large and extra large. And one of my friends was saying, go with a large because, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to cover your vital areas and won't get in the way of shooting. Whereas, you know, if you're like, right, if I'm like right on the border, you're saying that getting like an extra large, mm-hmm. you know, could uh, interfere with uh, like operating a, a rifle or whatever. So, yeah. And I, I mean, know. also, you know, you can all, like that. I, I, I really can't speak too much to that. Um, I can't speak too much to that specific issue, but, you know, going and getting um, going and getting like good quality plates from a good quality company are that's also going to be a big part of it. You know, Highcom is one that I like because they they have a lot of government contracts. They have a lot of law enforcement contracts. That's their big that's their big market, right? They don't they don't advertise at all. Like at all at all. Um so it's kind of hard to like get their stuff out there like I'm pretty sure y'all have more Instagram followers than they do. Um and Apex Armor sells their stuff, and that's pretty good. LTC is another big one, and LTC you can get through Next Day Armor um, is the name of the is the name of the site. Um, LTC does a lot of OEM work for uh, other companies, and I just prefer to go straight to LTC because, like, I you know some of those companies that uh, 
that LTC um, works with and make makes plates for. It's like, well, I don't want to patronize those companies that much. Um, RMA, they're pretty good. Um, they've had a, a bad run lately with their 1155s because they got they got uh, suspended. Yeah, as NIJ listed models, and everyone was freaking out. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. It's probably not going to be like. The arm, the head of RMA was kind of like, uh, you know, the hardness of the steel core penetrator is inconsistent, so like it failed yeah, because, because the bullets the, that they were, the rounds they were using were old Korean War surplus yeah. or something. Yeah, like they're not they're not making new rounds. They're like that's highly scientific of them. Um, <laughs> but I mean, an R, RMA's had a couple other issues. Like they've kind of pioneered the foam cheat ring around the outside of the plate. Um, that you see me railing that was RMA. The, R, well, RMA did it. First, uh, I believe it was with their 1090 plates. Wow. Or it was one of the it was one of the other no plates idea. that they. Did. Yeah, no. Um, like I know I made fun of Shotstop for doing that um, because Shotstop does that, and then they'll be like, "We're gonna fucking sue you if uh, if you say that if you um, if you say that like we we use like if you post the video of, of you jabbing the knife into the outside like it's they call it a reduced strike face, and I'm like, uh... it's foam it's <laughs> it's very reduced it's extremely reduced um <laughs> almost so, to the point of not being a no, I mean, uh, protection protection whatsoever no i mean like here's the thing if you want to do that just say it's a size smaller and then say it has a foam ring for like comfort purposes yeah. or whatever rather than um rather than with these people where it's like they're like oh it's a reduced strike face and little tiny you know font um those are good companies. There, I mean, there's other good companies out there that exist, like uh, like like Paraclete, uh, you know, Safariland, Protex, Ceridine, those companies, but they don't sell to civilians. So unless you find like surplus plates made by them, you really can't get them as a, as a civilian. Um, and I think I think that's the big one. Uh, a big brand that you know a lot of people like to purchase that like because they they market very well is Hesco, and I don't think Hesco's bad. They've just had a lot of issues with um, like quality control failures, and they had a couple recalls more than anyone else, really. I think they had like they had they had four 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 failures, and then two recalls of those failures. Like two of them failed the subsequent tests and were recalled. Wow. Um, and that's not to say like if you have Hesco L210s, you're gonna get killed in the streets. Like, no, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I but like. No, because I mean, some people do say that, right? But it's like I don't, I don't recommend that people purchase those just because, um, you know, Hesco has kind of that inconsistent track record with, um, yeah, Hesco has that kind of in inconsistent track record. Um, that being said, though, like again, I'm not going to go and tell someone like, hey, you're going to kill the streets if you have Hescos. Um, but at the same time, there's so many plates out there. It's like $2,000 a set. And it's like, do you really need those? I mean, they're nice to have, but like, damn, you could spend that $2,000 on a lot of other places. Um, so that, I mean, that, that's the thing with body armor. Um, for, for, you know, you get people asking you about body armor. I would just say like, look, check out the educational materials on Apex Armor. Um, they, they have a lot of good resources up there. They have a lot of good... Um, a lot of good guides on how to really make an educated decision. And John, John tells yeah. me about, this. he's like, dude, nobody reads those articles. Nobody reads those articles. They just want to go and they want to click through and they want to buy some fancy shit. And they see big number is better. Um, and <laughs> 
yeah, no, it's 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 bothersome. It's it's kind of frustrating. Um, well, I appreciate. It's like, why am I here? Like, why am I fucking telling you guys about it? When you just yeah. like, you might as yeah, well make it, like a top ten listicle. Well, and, no, yeah. I mean that's that that you, but you you've kind of hit the nail on the head, and it's 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 sad because a lot of the people I know who work in the gear industry and the gun industry who are like good people who don't put profits over people all the time, they're kind of like done with it. They're kind of frustrated. They're like, I don't want to work here anymore. I want to get into a different line of work. Like I want to go and like, you know, work on like property development or I want to go and I want to get a job working in like air, like commercial air conditioner sales or something like that. You know, they're, they're trying to get out of it because they're just like, dude, this it's, it's toxic. It's rotten. You know, the customer base, the customer base is deeply unserious. Um, and that's something I've heard from tons of people. And so, you know, when I see people like uh, John telling me about how, like, nobody reads the informative articles on his website, I'm like, damn, dude, how does that make you feel? And I guarantee you it makes him feel shitty. Um, I've realized, and I've realized with my own page, like, I've realized that if I leaned harder into, like, the you know, the parasocial stuff by trying to establish myself as like some kind of like, oh, he just like me for real influencer dude or whatever. And I like started throwing my hat in the ring on like social issues and, you know, courting controversy. I'd probably have way more followers. Doesn't probably that suck have... though? That, yeah, like... it, it fucking blows. It fucking blows. Like if I was super fucking obnoxious and I was like, making like really dumb shit post memes all day and just insulting people i'd have way more followers yeah there's almost a it's like a bandwagon type i don't know if it's a feature or a flaw with the way that modern social media is and especially groups like uh like everybody's always looking for regardless of what the the company is whether it's whether it's tactical gear or like uh, a, a car reviewer page. They're always looking to find out what that person's politics are because they're going to decide whether or not they want to support them based on that, not based on the objective information that they're getting that does or does not help them make decisions in their lives. And yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing I think that on, on the topic of that kind of stuff, like I'm not saying that you shouldn't make sure that like when you're buying from a company, you're not supporting some awful cause. Like, oh, Hey, of I'm course. Always- I'm gonna go buy this product. It turns out like all proceeds go to the puppy kicking puppy kicking factory or something like that. <laughs> um, and yeah. you're like, damn, I don't want to. And like, you well, have like these people the, like, I don't... Uh, what, what was the guy that turned out to be an actual evangelical Hoplite. Nazi? Hoplite. Hoplite. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah. Lyman, I have a Hoplite Lyman. shirt. Well, it's, I don't have it anymore. I threw it out. But Lyman Bishop. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, he sounds like the dude from uh, what the fuck's that game? Um. Far Cry Five. Far Cry Five. Yeah, he. Yeah. I. I seriously thought he was just kind of taking that character and running with it because the shit that he was talking about buying land and then like charging people a lease uh, to get that land from him and you're all part of this like weird commune, but it's because we hate libs and want to like create a Christian fascist state. He got weird, you know. I mean, during during COVID, I think he was always like this. I don't think well, people ran, just turn he, into like he, this. He ran. He ran for governor of Montana. Yeah, but that's not an indication that somebody's crazy in and of itself. It's it's posting yeah, things about his, like. Did you see his campaign and his campaign AMA on Reddit? Because like no, I saw the the anti-Semitic 
uh, and racist fucking comics that he was posting from like Ben Garrison uh, oh, with Christ. like big nose Jews and like blackface, like like old, uh-huh. like twenties era cartoon black people. And Yikes. remember commenting something like, "Yeah, this is uh, super disappointing to find this out." And he he essentially was like, "But it's true." I mean, being like, wow, all right, dude, fuck. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's, oof. Um, yeah, many such cases, um, many such cases. Uh, but so what I was getting, what I was getting at is that, like, I understand, like, I understand the urge that some people have to, like, they want to vet the people who they give their money to, um, to make sure that they're, like, actually good people and stuff. I understand that. But at the same time, I also think that, like, the mask always slips with people, right? Even even people who avoid talking about politics, like myself, right? Your actions are going to always give away what you truly believe, eventually. Um, and people, and that's why I, we were talking about earlier at the beginning of this, where it's like people who talk about, they say they believe in certain things, and this happens in the gun community. This happens in the gun community. I'm not naming names, but people are like, I believe in certain things. I, you know, they, 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 they swear allegiance to certain causes, certain beliefs, and they're very public facing, good people, a lot of, lot of virtue signaling going on. And then behind closed doors, it's like, they're just as bad, if not worse than the people who don't say they believe in that stuff. And it's really, really frustrating because the ideology component to, you know, gun ownership is almost, like, required, right? Like, people, like, owning a gun in America is a political gesture. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Which sucks. And so, and so, and so for a lot of people, um, I, I like to live by, like, hey, actions, not words. So, like, I don't talk about my personal politics. I'm not going to change that now. Um... I am not at all real. Like, I think a lot of people have like, they, they think they have certain ideas about like where I stand politically. And I assure you that like almost all of them are wrong. Um, um, but like people are like, but people are like, you know, Oh man, if you, if you commented on this social issue, if you commented on this current event or whatever, you would probably get a ton of traffic. And I'm like, Okay, cool. I don't run a news account. I'm not talking about that shit. Yeah. You know, people, people like they were asking me to talk about like the, the brace ban. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about the brace ban. Like that, that's not that, that is, that is solely the realm of like lawyers at this point. Like I, I can't, I, I, I can't add anything to the conversation. I don't care if I'm going to get a ton of, you know, brownie points for saying something based or whatever. Like you don't even want to like express how you like personally feel about it. You just like you just want to stay out of it altogether. It's not that I don't want to express how I feel about it personally. It's just that the, the that page is not about my personal politics. That page is not about my personal feelings. You yeah. talk to me for like five seconds and you know exactly how I feel about that kind of stuff. And I'm sure you can guess how I feel about it. It's just that the point is is that I want to I want to be a man of my word and I want to be, I want to be someone who has convictions. And if I say that I'm not talking about politics on this, on this channel, that means that I'm not talking about politics, even the ones that I agree with, you know? Yeah. Like 
and I and I think that that's that, that that's what that's what a lot of people lose track of, and you know, cultivating that parasocial relationship with their audience, you know, establishing I know more than you, follow me, and then also like appealing to people by like stooping down to their level and like feeding them all like the the the, the memes and the jokes and all that crap that let you know like hey I'm 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 in your little in group and stuff like that like I am your leader huh I, a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people do that and that spans the entirety of like gun youtube gun media stuff I I, I yeah sure you, you probably are thinking of someone and I'm thinking of someone completely different no no it's, it, there's there's a lot of people that do that I'm thinking yeah. of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey listen he just like me, he just like me for real um, but, uh, so, <laughs> we both have mustaches for those of you. Yeah. Can't see. So, so there you go. You have better hair. Though. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got what's one. Up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, why are your videos oriented nine sixteen instead of sixteen nine aspect ratio? Uh, because that is how people display videos on their phones. And that's, and that's, that's who you're trying to get your videos in front of is, is people on their phones primarily. Well, I mean, that's the, the core, the core of the, like, the video posts do better on Instagram and the photo posts do better on Twitter and Facebook. Right. And so, and, and so oftentimes they are working hand in hand and Instagram is designed to be used on your phone, on mobile. And so you, you, you look at it like that. That's why I orient it that way. I, I absolutely hate nine sixteen as an aspect ratio. I prefer you know, widescreen for filming. Like if I'm filming a video for use later, I'm always filming like, you know, horizontally. Thank you. Um, that's a big, you know, cause like I'm vibe. not trying to like freaking like, yeah, I mean, no, like I'll be, I'll be like trying to make videos for my, like my unit or whatever, like get some sick footage of like a, of like a fucking Cobra flying by or some shit like that. And then you, and then I'm like, Hey man, did you get that? And this dude's over here like, yeah, world star. And he's got his like fucking phone vertically. I'm like, I can't use that footage now. I can't use that footage. <laughs> unless you're going to square crop it, which sucks. Yeah. You could do, you could do the zoom and pan. Yeah. But you know, how much resolution are you really getting with phones? Yeah, exactly. Um, but so like they, they can say that they have these crazy high resolutions, but the photo sensors are not that great in a lot of cases. Um, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the reason why I do that. It's mostly just because those gear in 90 seconds videos are designed to be viewed on mobile. Um, it, 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 it's not my first choice when I do long form videos, when I start posting videos that are like, you know, 10 like minutes essays. long or whatever, they're going to be, they're going to be widescreen and they're also going to be filmed on this. So like, they're actually going to be filmed on a proper camera with like what is real that? Is that that camera. Oh, dude. This is a, this is a Fujifilm oh, X-T4. Shit. Yeah, so nice. um, fil films 4K video. Um, it it's it's a it's a pretty good camera. I have a few lenses for it, um, but that's that's what I'm gonna film on because that's designed to be viewed on a on a larger screen, and it's designed to be used for a longer period of time. Um, I just you know again I I understand what most people want in terms of those videos. I want I understand they want the shorter format you know, tall aspect ratio viewed on the phone stuff. Just watch it on the go, flip through. Hey, here's a new video. Get some chill music in the background. The, the, the chill stock music I use in all my videos um, because I don't want to like have a, a royalty claim. Um, I can't use any music on my videos. They give me these weird royalty free songs to choose from on Instagram. Does, does that happen for you? 
No, I just cho- I just search royalty free. I have no idea. Well, so this is you you add your music before putting them on Instagram, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. They're on. They're, they're, that's on Instagram when I'm producing reels. If your videos are longer than ninety seconds, you can't do that. Okay. Yeah. If I try to post a reel that I didn't. Hence gear in ninety seconds. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Awesome. So fucking smart. It's all coming together. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Sixty-two dimension power brain shit. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> can I? Can I? Also, just say as we start kind of closing this out, I so yeah. so appre- not to disparage any of our other wonderful guests, but I so appreciate your audio setup. Uh, you sound real yeah. good. You sound yeah. you sound velvety smooth in my ears. Um, the <laughs> fucking viewers, hey, listen. Listeners not everyone. Not everyone's gonna go and spend crazy fucking money on. A, yeah. On a, no, on I a, totally on a, get it. On a mic, like like I I bought this with my tax return a couple years back because I was like, again, as I told you, I was like, I wanna I wanna like have like this like pro gamer shit um you know like condenser microphone with a real audio interface and my nice like planar planar headphones and you know all that shit because i used to do like audio engineering as a hobby and i used to be a real big audio file back in the day yeah no i've I've had a lot of weird hobbies um but so no that all makes sense that all tracks for me yeah so so but but the point that i'm trying to get at is that like it, it's purely by accident. If if um if not for this, you probably would be talking to me on like some like pro gamer headset or some shit like that. Yeah. Some like real some real like toxic League of Legends player <laughs> shit. Some oh, like he- some like light up blue headset where I'm just sitting here. I'm like, this is the same microphone that I used to call someone's mom a slur last oh, night or some <laughs> shit. Like- <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's the big thing. I I, I if, if if anything, this microphone's too sensitive. Right, because you can probably hear like oh, you bet. fire engines passing outside. Need to man up a little <laughs> bit, like that. So again, it needs to man up a little it's, bit. It's too sensitive. He's making a joke about it being sensitive. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Ah, what the fuck? Oh my god, He posted uh, on his on his stories. He posted um, that clip about the you know, oh, I found this new male birth control, and it's it's getting on a podcast. Uh, it makes the birth control it's <laughs> fucking classic. It's funny. funny as hell. Um, I, I messaged him. It didn't work yeah. for me. And he, he like laugh reacted. So I thought he understood what I was saying. And I was like, I've been thinking about becoming, I thought you meant like it didn't work for me because you were having yeah, a second Yeah, yeah That's kid. what I meant. Yeah. And, and I, that's what he was saying. I said, I didn't know. I so didn't know the, you had the kids. The next thing I said was, I don't know you, man. Um, I'm thinking about becoming a vol cell. Never fuck ever. And he was like, what the fuck? Who, why are you saying this to me? Oh, wait, you're talking yeah, to this yes. to Matt. Oh, oh. Yeah. Look, look, it, it didn't even click to me. It didn't even click to me until today. The, the, the guy, yeah, you, you were one of the guys on this podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it did not. Wait, so it you did guys not just talk to, at all I on your I just own, respond like to, organically to story. I, I posted a story and he responded, yeah, and I was like, "Okay, cool. It's just some dude." That's how we met. And too. then, like, you know, yeah, no. And then, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, so I, like, I, don't, I really <laughs> yeah. don't stalk people yeah. who go in my DMs. I don't. I don't either. Like, I've got and, way and better, commit, you know, way better sort shit of, to do. Uh, so it's like. Um, in that same vein, I don't like every person I talk to. I'm not like, hey, by the way, I'm the co-host of this podcast. Yeah. Well, I yeah, tag no, you in the, uh, I mean, the episode that's... posts, but that's that's really it. Yeah. yeah. So he I was just was like, like what is more. happening? You know, <laughs> all right. Well, that's fucking funny.
Yeah, no, I like like uh, it, it's it's great. It's like uh, you know, and this this beats the hell out of going on someone's podcast and talking about like Sigma male shit oh all God. day. You're like, yeah, here's how you maximize your grind set. If you don't have a Lamborghini at age 24, you're literally doing something wrong. What are you doing? No, literally. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Um, But no, thank you so much for having me. Um, Dude, thank you for coming on. As I said, it's... it's it's interesting to be the the dude who who doesn't talk about politics. Well, on the, you know, on the man. Podcast, sometimes we don't even talk about, about politics. Like we had a we had a guy on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I always use this example: the Irish anti-poaching guy. Uh, all we talked about talk was about like that. hiking and like and like you know wild animals in Africa, and we didn't even like we hardly touched on politics or gun stuff at all. And we got a bunch of really good feedback yeah. from that. That's Hong Kong yeah. motherfucker. That um, yep. That's yep, the thing, have- though, man. Like, we're more concerned with having people on who we vibe with and think are cool and have something to offer than to always talk about guns or politics. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. I I would love to. I would I would love to. I would love to have gone more into this, but I understand like schedules permitting and everything yeah. like that. Thank you so yeah, much. Man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for coming on. This was a fantastic yeah. episode. Like, normally we get way more off the rails, but you had so much information to provide i wanted to make sure we got to all of it and uh yeah i could i, I could yeah. i could talk about more but <laughs> i hear you tired. did you see us both so, like yawning uh, here i i turned my heat off my heat my so in the beginning of the podcast i left my basement door open and it was freezing in here and then i when i got up i went to go yeah. shut it and then i started <laughs> i had the heater on and i started getting way it too warm in here and i was like my eyes are getting a little heavy <laughs> i was like i don't want Matt to think i'm falling asleep on him but um yeah now i gotta go spend time with family so yeah I uh, hey you too, right. man. Well, y'all, you as well, y'all man. Take care. Wait, 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 Thank wait, 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 wait. Hey, All right, wait. We Bye-bye. got the tradition. Jordan, you're muted. Jordan, you're muted. Jordan, you're muted. What are you saying? <laughs> it wouldn't unmute. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, if you got one piece of life advice or tip, <laughs> trick, whatever, to leave people with, you would have been the one person that we hadn't <laughs> asked this question to. We almost lost you. Okay. Uh, what uh, would just that a be? random piece of life advice, quality of life, doesn't matter what it is. And Andrew always says that. He always has to clarify that it could be anything. Oh. <laughs> um. My favorite grammatically incorrect Latin phrase. Semper ubi, sub ubi. There you go. <laughs> always wear underwear. Free balling always seems like it's going to be nice and freeing, and then you get a little sweaty and the chub rub starts. Yeah, or your dick's rubbing yeah, up against yeah, your Not zipper. cool. Not cool. Wear underwear. Not good. Peace. Peace.